of all the sounds you'll hear this summer. This might be your new favorite. They're blending up the new chocolate chip iced cap at Tim Hortons. Real chocolate chips blended into an iced cap for a sweet summer treat. It's Tim Hortons frozen take on a cappuccino. And it just might be the best sound of summer. Hurry into Tim Hortons for the new chocolate chip iced cap. Limited time at participating restaurants. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. ProRisuShop.com, your only source for authentic ProRisu merch straight from Japan. Translation extraordinaire Yatsumi has helped more than 300 fans all across the world purchase authentic merchandise, and now he's bringing that savings to you. With over 300 items to choose from, ProRisuShop.com has the largest selection of New Japan and ProRisu merchandise you can't get anywhere else. Shirts, belts, trading cards, DVDs, and more from the biggest stars of Japan, like Tanahashi, Okada, Nakamura, and of course, the Bullet Club. Get them all for the same price you would pay in Japan, with worldwide shipping starting at only $6.99. For the very best in ProRisu merchandise across the world, the choice is clear. ProRisuShop.com that's P-U-R-O-R-E-S-U shop.com. ProRisuShop.com. to another edition of the Voice of Wrestling Podcast. I'm Rich Grage alongside, as always, Mrs. Joe Lanza. Joe, how are you? A lot of wrestling to talk about. Lots lots of wrestling. Happened. We got a lot to talk about, yeah. A lot happened this weekend. A lot is coming up this week. How, how, how do we ever do these things when they were like every three weeks? I don't know. Yeah, I really don't. And we, we go longer now that we're weekly. <laughs> it's, it's a very odd thing that we've somehow... We, we used to go monthly. We would be like, you know what I mean? And like, I don't know how, what we did. I, it, do we just cover the most recent? I don't even remember what our, our format was. Do we just cover like the most recent things, or do we go back and like cover the month? I don't even remember. It, what it we just did. seems like there's always so much shit to talk about. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you'll text me during the day and be like, uh, "What the hell do you want to talk about?" And then you'll you'll always be like, ah, "There's not that much, so we should probably take some listener questions." And then you know, by the time we hash it out, there's too much shit to talk about. Right? Yeah, we're like, "Oh wait, that. Oh right, yeah. Okay, yeah." And then now we have and you know, we, and we did a show like four days ago, <laughs> right. and yet we have 
tons of stuff to talk about. We got a Wrestle Kingdom 9 card that went out. We have a bunch of Corican shows. We're going to preview WWE TLC and Stairs, Joe. And Stairs, yes. They made and sure stairs. to note that all Monday it's and Stairs. Uh, we actually watched, we watched Ring of Honor Final Battle, uh, preview TakeOver Our Evolution, another very oddly named show that I'm not entirely positive how you're supposed to spell, uh, how it works, and also the World Tag League Finals. But let's start with the World Tag League Finals. We both uh, watched the show. It was, um, it was a decent, I, I thought it was really good. What were your thoughts? This was, okay, so... As ex- was it on New Japan World, Joe? I need to know. <laughs> did it air live on New Japan World? Because apparently everybody else didn't get the memo that, no, it didn't. But Yeah, it, they, it was never, ever scheduled to air live. And, I, I, you know, it was made pretty clear on the website. And I thought that we made it pretty clear to everybody. I think we even mentioned it on last week's show. But then we were still getting a lot of questions from people wondering, you know, that night, what, you know, where is it? When's it going to air? They ran it on delay a couple hours later, I guess midnight local time, which it actually worked out perfect for Americans because yeah. in the American time zones, the show was ready for you right about when you were waking up on a, on a Sunday, I would say. Or was it a month? Well, it was Sunday. Or- it was Sunday. It was Sunday. Sunday yeah. yeah, yeah. So right when you were waking up on Sunday, and, and you know, and and in, and in my case, you know, it, it left me a perfect. Well, not all of us can sleep till ten a.m. Well, it, yeah, on, on a Sunday. Well, that's what I mean. I'm like on a. Well, not me. I got your dogs don't wake you up. Oh yeah, but I go right back to bed, Rich. Oh, I don't fall. I, I, See, uh, no, I can't fall back asleep. When I when I get woken up, it's over. Yeah. It, so I can go to bed at four a.m. and if I get woken up at eight, it's over and I'm up. Yeah, so. I mean these little shits. They're 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 pulling me in the face at about anywhere between six and eight a.m. every morning. Okay. But yeah. see, I'll just mine's, uh, mine's the same time as my alarm when I get up every day. So I, I don't blame them. I'm like, all right, I get it. Like, yes, seven o five is usually when I get up, but not today, Louis. Like, so I get it. I'll let them slide on that, but it's always the same time. So. Well, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll zombie walk to the kitchen and feed them and then I'll let them out so they could take their shit. And then I go right back to bed. I, oh, so, you know, yeah. Okay. Well, see, I have to walk down a bunch of flight of stairs because I live in an apartment. And I live on the third floor. I don't have, I can't, I don't have the luxury of just open the door, do whatever the hell you want. I see. That's the big difference. Yeah. Cause I have to get dressed, go downstairs, walk them around the block, come back up. And by that time I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> yeah, it's like a 20 minute process. That makes so sense. Cause by then you're, yeah. you're, you're hitting that cold air. You're wide awake. I'm just opening up the back door and they're running out in the backyard. Okay. Well, that makes more sense. H- half the time I let them out and then I'll go back and sit on the couch and then I'll fall asleep in a sitting position. <laughs> until they bang on the until they throw their bodies against the door to let me know that <laughs> they were left outside but uh but yeah so it, you know the show popped up you know right in the morning it left me just enough time it left me a perfect three-hour block to get the show in before you know the nfl started that afternoon <laughs> for you rams have, have uh two straight shutouts buddy they haven't allowed Uh-oh. they haven't allowed a point in about nine quarters uh you know it's it's too little too late for this season but uh they're gonna be the trendy pick next year i, I guarantee <laughs> you that with the 49ers on the way down and okay. nobody believes in the cardinals let's face it does anybody believe in yeah, the Cardinals yeah, no. long term that's already that isn't that falling apart i don't really follow uh, as much that, that's that's kind of carson apart, palmer got hurt so oh, okay. no one believes in drew stanton but i mean everybody knows the cardinals are fake i mean the cardinals are the team that everybody wants to play God, in the playoffs is still in football. Hey, so, you know, the Cardinals stink. Oh. The Rams, I'm telling you, the way Fisher has them going, you know, to be six and seven with Sean Hill and and uh, Austin Davis <laughs> as your quarterbacks, he's done a tremendous <laughs> job. They're going to be the trendy pick next year. Who is, who's Austin Davis? Exactly. No one knows who yeah. Austin Davis is. Where did he go to college? Uh, he went to some Division three school or something, I think. I can't. Oh. 
uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Probably D, not not D three. No, I really. He went to some tiny school. <laughs> There's no have way. The producer, have the producer look that up. Okay, Austin tiny Davis. School. No way is Division three. Uh, it's it's definitely not an NCAA Division one uh, school that he went to. It's uh, a Southern Miss. Oh, you went to Southern Miss. Yeah. Joe Lanza's facts are way off to start Division this thing. Southern Miss. Yeah, the, the home of Brett Favre. Uh, yeah, not. Yeah, yeah that's right. I, you know what? That's a bad job out of me because, you know, the, the four or five games that he started this year, um, all they did was harp on and on about how he broke all of Favre's records at Southern Miss oh, okay. and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, well, who cares? You know, Favre was there 25, 30 years ago. And, you know, Davis was there five years ago when everybody runs spread offenses and throws the ball right. over to play. Big deal. You know, they, they, those aren't context-specific statistics rich uh but yeah bad job out of me i knew he went to southern miss but i totally whipped it's okay that. i'll let it slide but, uh, this time but... uh, you, you should because normally i am uh factually very correct uh you are yeah, yeah so so, uh, so anyway why are we talking about why are we talking rams football anyway i have no I mean, idea well, how do we i, I can just that? i can feel everybody hitting the fast forward button <laughs> <laughs> as we move along here i mean technically they're not mathematically eliminated from playoff contention at this point but i'm not okay. exactly uh holding my breath on that one. But anyway, so anyway, the World Tag League Finals, they, they got it up, I think, uh, two hours late, which uh, which had some people complaining for some reason, as if that was some kind of big deal. But uh, um, so it was still up by, I think, 10 a.m. No, 11 a.m. Eastern. 11 a.m. Eastern, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it was supposed to be up by 9 a.m. Eastern, ended up going up 11 a.m. Eastern. And then, uh, you know, everybody had it by then. Um, like, like we said, the real test for New Japan World is going to be on the 15th when they have their first live stream. That's going to be the first real test. If that live stream is a disaster, all of the praise that this service has been getting is going to go right down the drain. They have to deliver on the live streams, and it all starts on the 15th. And they have three or four streams to get it right before Wrestle Kingdom. Okay, so very similar to WWE Network when, you know, they had a couple practice runs, and everyone remember everyone was nervous about how it would handle WrestleMania with – you know, uh, in theory, the most people ever watch. It's going to be the same thing with this service. Sure. Because no one's, you know, no, very few people are going to be watching the live stream of that, you know, house show that they're showing on, you know, in a couple days on the 15th. Yeah. Oh, and, and we had the same caution with the WWE Network because, yeah, sure, Elimination Chamber works. Yeah, sure, everything else works. But this is WrestleMania. You know, this is a bigger deal. So we were all very cautious going in, if you remember. E- even though they had those other shows, they had Elimination Chamber, sure. they had a few specials and stuff that came out, but we were still kind of like, uh, I don't know, it's WrestleMania. Like, and, and that's fair. I think that's absolutely fair to have that sort of skepticism until we get, until we see yeah, it. Absolutely. So the 15th will be the first test, and then the Wrestle Kingdom will be the big test. You know, so uh, we'll see then. As far as this show, though, as far as World Tag League Finals go, it, you know, look, this was the worst pay-per-view of the year in terms of bell-to-bell action. Okay, there probably won anything on this show over three stars. With that said, it's always the worst pay-per-view of the year. <laughs> right. And yeah. and the other thing about it is I thought it was the most entertaining World Tag League final oh, in, in, that I can recall. I mean, I'd really have to go back and look at the shows. I can tell you last year's World Tag League final was horrible. It was dry. It was boring. It was it was not a good card at all. I would classify it as a bad as a bad show. Uh, 2012. Honestly, I don't remember a ton of details about that one. Um, that was the one that uh, Anderson and Goto won, I believe. Yeah, it was Anderson Goto. Yeah. And then 2011, that was not a good show. I believe that was the year Lance Archer and Minoru Suzuki yep. won the final. Against? I, oh man. Um, hold on, hold on. Um, uh, was You'll it Intentions? It was. Yeah. So um, now 2010. Now you're getting in territory where it's 
too long ago and I'd have to look things up, so I have no idea. But, um, you know, so since 2011, this was easily the best World Tag League final. Uh, because, look, the the matches weren't great, but none of them were terrible. But the thing about this show that, that the other shows haven't had in, in past years, and I hope they stick to this formula, is they ran a bunch of cool angles after most yeah, of the Yeah, it was matches. very angle-heavy, very angle-heavy, which is which – is, Weird, but it wasn't like everything was done in the context of the Matt. We'll, we'll, we'll get to it when we review the show, but it wasn't it wasn't what you think we're saying when we say angle heavy. I think it, it was done in a way that that. And the other thing too is okay, whatever. Even if it was done, you know, maybe to a degree that some people and some purists, quote unquote, would wouldn't like. They were all done with reason and it all built to Wrestle Kingdom. The, the whole point of the show was. Russell Kingdom's coming. Yes. And here, let's get the, let's get you ready. Versus here, let's just throw out a show. And then, you know, it wasn't even just the main event, too. I think that was the interesting thing, too, is that there was a lot of – there was angles throughout the entire show. Built, you know, post-match, pre-match, during the match, a bunch of stuff. I really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, throughout the whole show. And, and in, in yeah. past years, this, you know, sometimes they would have semifinal matches on this show. Other times they would just, you know, have either semifinals in the final or just a final. And then the rest of the show was just a bunch of throwaway tags, which is how this one was was uh, initially booked. But then they added, you know, like you said, like you just said, and we just went over, they, they did a bunch of angles to set up the dome following a lot of these matches, which gave a lot of the matches a little extra juice. And really, it's the angles that are going to be – I guarantee you – you probably and and the people who watch probably have an easier time remembering a lot of the post match stuff they did on this show than actually who won a lot of the matches. Because sure. Th- oh yeah. Th- that wasn't important. It wasn't important who won a lot of these matches, but the stuff they did after the matches, uh, that was really the meat of the show. And 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 because New Japan doesn't run a ton of angles and doesn't do a ton of post match brawls and things of that nature, they all have impact and they all matter. You know, Okada delivering that tombstone to Tanahashi oh, yeah. out of nowhere in front of the kids while they're doing the air guitar. <laughs> I mean, that was a big time angle, and it had it a, and it had impact. But I guess you want to go match by match here. Yeah, let's go match by match. We'll start off with with the match I know you were most uh, excited about was Shotanaka defeating Kamatsu with a high angle crab hold. In case you were curious, uh, what does that bring the what does that bring the all time uh, record to? I know you tweeted right, out Kamatsu earlier. Kamatsu has seven wins. Okay, and it's just singles matches. Kamatsu has seven wins. This is Tanaka. This he picked up win number six, and they have okay. twenty-three draws. <laughs> so there you go. Six wins for Tanaka, seven for Kamatsu, twenty-three draws. So you can see that they book these guys pretty evenly. Uh, Kamatsu always ha- seems to have a slight edge on Tanaka. I think they like Kamatsu a little bit better. Than I, I get. Well, you get that vibe from the booking too, and we'll talk about that in a little bit when you look at these Kirk and shows that are coming up. Yeah, to me, Kamatsu always. Seems like one, and then Tanaka seems definitely one B or two. If, they like uh, him a level. little better. I think they really like both guys, and for good reason. But I think they like Komatsu a little bit better. Yeah. But yeah, this was a look. This is another good example. These guys, uh, you know, I would strong. If, if, if look, I've been singing their praises for a long time, uh, uh, probably longer than a lot of other people have been. I'm gonna pat myself on the back here. I've been all over these guys uh, from the start, and all their singles matches have been have been. Tight little singles matches like this one is a good little match yeah. with a good little story, and uh, they're getting better and better. With you know these guys just have, I mean, it, pe- people who are new to New Japan are going to be spoiled by these guys because young lions never have this kind of charisma. 
They just don't. Young, you know, we've gone through generations of young lions where it was just so dry. You just skip the matches because they, they, the last generation wasn't good with Watanabe and El Desperado and uh, Takahashi. They weren't anywhere close to where these guys are, and uh, they just they just show so much charisma. Uh, they're great workers for this stage of the game, as good as any set of uh, young lions that have come down the pike in in probably twenty or thirty years. And uh, this was another excellent match. And I, you know, you, you knew Tanaka was going to win because Kamatsu who beat him a couple nights earlier so they like to keep it close to even and 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 you know i think they went about seven minutes and uh you know they, they it was centered around the crab holds like usual and it's just it's just yeah. always such entertaining stuff did you like it as much as i did no I, I enjoyed it a lot yeah and i've always given i always give it a lot of attention to these matches because you know we've sort of always we've, from the beginning we've kind of been the people you know talking about you know these two and how how good they are so i always try to take a look because you know i want to be that i want to be able to say you know 10 years from now or whatever that hey i remember when they you know when they were just doing the young boy stuff and and yeah komatsu to me i i kind of agree with new japan if if we're sort of assuming that they, that's the way they think that komatsu is just a little bit better than tanaka but i, I thought tanaka has been a lot better when he maybe about a a few months ago, Tanaka to me was just kind of there, and Kamatsu was the one I really stood out to me, or I really looked at. But now, now they're 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 getting closer. I think Tanaka is getting a lot better, but Kamatsu I think is on a different level. I I really, I think the 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 way he sells his facials, the the, the fire that he shows, all that sort of stuff, it's just so much different. Like you said, I think you should put it all in one into charisma. I mean, he's showing so much more charisma. I mean, he's showing more charisma than a lot of guys on the normal roster who are given the opportunity to do that. You know, you know what I mean? Like a guy like a Taguchi, like who I, I, I don't mind Taguchi as much as some people, but to me, Kamatsu comes off a, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I'm more invested in what Kamatsu does than what Taguchi I'm, does. Me too. And I'm not a million percent. I mean, like, yeah. I'm, like this is a guy who's wearing flashy things and he's got titles and all this sort of stuff. And this is supposed to be a stripped down basic sort of guy, but it, it doesn't, I mean, yeah, to me, I can't, I'm invested more in what Kamatsu There's does. There's a question when, when, when I'm told not to, when I'm not supposed to, which is good. I, I think it's a you know, the, 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 Here's the thing, too. It's it's not just these two goofy Americans either. Listen to the reactions they get from the crowds. Young Lions are not supposed to get reactions like these two guys get. And their matches get get legitimate reactions. I mean, normally fans sit on their hands for the Young Lions and then politely collapse when the match is over. Yeah, not for these two. They're they're invested in these matches, and that speaks to the charisma that these two guys have. And, and I, I think another thing too is we mentioned the win loss records. There, it's not like this is being built up as some like mega super. I mean, it, it's being sort of even, and guys are having draws. Like, there's there's really not many reasons why the fans should be invested, other than these guys are pretty good. It's their charisma. It's they, they right. have they have a different kind of charisma than other young guys have come down the pike, and 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 I think they recognize it. Like, the and you, I think you nailed it. Komatsu's facial expressions. When he was trying to escape these crab holds, were were just tremendous. I mean, they, yeah, he sells the back really well. He's always good at just kind of like writhing in pain in his lower back. Like he, he does that really well. Yeah, these guys just have it. I mean, you know, you, you hear a lot of people talk about the future in New Japan. This narrative that the roster is old, which I don't entirely agree with anyway. But I mean, when 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 you see how good these two guys are already, I mean, I think there's no question that at minimum they're going to be great workers. I don't think there's any question about that. But I think that their ceiling is incredibly high for both of them. And I think they're forever going to be linked. Um, I don't I don't know what their future plans are, juniors, heavyweights. You know, Tanaka is the better looking of the two, and he seems to have a body that would be more suited to fill out uh, to be a heavyweight. Um, Komatsu has more of an expressive face and it, and it, but but Tanaka is the better looking of the mm-hmm. they, they each have their strengths and weaknesses and I don't know what their future plans are for these guys but I feel like they're always going to be linked I feel like they both have a tremendous ceiling and at minimum these guys are going to be tremendous workers I think there's no question about that 
enough for, we, we've had a, n- a number of questions over the weekend and, and, and throughout the time that we've been sort of pumping these guys up what so how does new japan sort of treat because i think there's a lot of people that maybe new fans or whatever that aren't quite sure what happens with these young boys obviously excursion is the next step correct usually i mean usually w- right. once you start see them growing the hair out and 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 getting legitimate full entrances with like the uh, the Titantron gimmicks, which they have now, and and they they're start they're they're allowed to start showing a little bit of personality. You go back six months; these guys both had crew cuts. They looked exactly the same. They weren't allowed to show a lot of personality. You know, they're at the point now where they've they've been allowed to grow their hair out, show a little personality. Um, this is usually when it's time to send them away. I, I, look, I I don't know if there'll be some kind of change of plans here. I don't know. We heard rumors that they had a tryout a couple of weeks ago an open tryout we know that scott hall's kid is over there or should be over there they can't let these guys go until they have new guys to take their place sure. they set up the ring they do the ring duties they're young boys you know what i mean get beat up by suzuki yeah i mean you know who's gonna take suzuki's chair shots i mean come on you know so they've, they've got to have new guys in place to take their place before they go away but yeah typically this would be right about the time where they're sent off and okay. and you know I haven't heard anything about these two. I remember when Watanabe got sent away last year and initially got sent to, to Pro Wrestling Syndicate, which we <laughs> screamed that was going to be a mistake. Yeah. How did that turn out? A giant um, you can't find him with a search You can't party. find this guy. With a, yeah, exactly. I mean, Watanabe, what a horrible learning excursion this poor guy I was trying to look to see if he had if he was wrestling somewhere and we just didn't know. No, I mean, he has not wrestled. He doesn't anywhere. get booked. He went to PWS. They used him a couple of times. They didn't do anything oh, with right. him. Um, Ring of Honor then started to use him a little bit. He started to do like the bootleg Hiroki Goto gimmick, and uh, mm-hmm. and then they stopped using him. Uh, he had a, well, he was there for the, both the joint shows as well, and then a few other Ring of Honor yeah, shows. Yeah, he did some Smash wrestling in Toronto. I know. Yeah, he works for Smash. He did uh, two or three Inspire Pro Wrestling shows down here in Texas. Um, but aside from that, I mean, he's and then just random shots here or there. I think it's been since August since he's worked which I, I, yeah unless that's uh, probably not the best way to have a learning uh, unless they've been super under the radar shows that you know what i mean that they, that, that which and then that's not what's what value is that then if you're right you know. i mean and, and the idea was to go to P, the, the idea the original idea was to go to pws work out at the school during the week and then work the show and then work every single show and he worked like three shows but we knew that was going to be a disaster and, and that's exactly how it played out. And then the reason I bring that up is because I heard at the time that the next batch was going to go there too, which would have meant Tanaka right. and Komatsu, which had me shit in my pants. I, you know, but I, now <laughs> you would drive to Jersey and go kidnap them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. And because I know for a fact that people in Texas wanted Watanabe down here, yeah. the, the, the NWA crew wanted him down here for the. In fact, that was the original plan, if you recall. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Because when we found out he was going to New Jersey, and we reported that on on Twitter. We got a direct message from somebody, a wrestler, who thought Watanabe was coming to stay with him in Texas. Yeah. And he was like, "Where did you guys hear he's going?" He yeah, right. Wait. Oh, I think it was like, "Oh, I need to make some calls or something." It was yeah. the way they signed. And I was like, like, "Yeah." Uh, what? So they're like, "No, he's staying at my house." We're like, "No, I don't think no, he is." No, dude, like- he's not staying at your house. He's going to Jersey <laughs> and he's staying with Sumi Sakai. And then the wrestler was like, "Well, I better look into this." Yeah. And then, and then we found out before that guy did, and that, and that guy thought Watanabe was going to live at his house. Staying at his house, yeah, he's getting the bedroom ready, he's getting the guest bedroom ready. And- so it was this total last minute, and and you know, uh, you know, I don't know. Hopefully, these two guys, if they come, that would be just such a damn shame if they. I really would love. I, I would love to them if, if it's not America. It seems like CMLL is a great spot as well. Just just somewhere where they can work and we can see somewhere them, legitimate where they're going to get in a ring. 
You know, I don't know if these, you know, whether it's Europe, uh, like Takahashi went to Europe first, that's fine, or whether it's Mecca. If they come to the United States, though, I, I re- you know, I it, I doubt it's going to be that because that thing fell apart and, and rightfully so. Um, so yeah, I think we just did twenty minutes. On- there we go. Yeah. Young so your lions. young boys, <laughs> your young lions. Headquarters right here. Uh, get on the next match. It was Taichi and El Desperado. They defeated Tiger Mask and Bushi. This was just kind of there in every way. Yeah, they, I, they, I, I I got nothing. I mean, <laughs> I did, yeah. the, the outcome was never in doubt. You know, you know that you you knew which team was going to win. The big thing here. Um, oh no, that this wasn't even that this match. Desperado no. <laughs> didn't do. Desperado uh, came out and attacked Liger later. This was yes, just a yeah. straight up. Yeah, this this and actually, I thought this match was actually pretty bad. Actually. It was not. It good. wasn't a good no. match. It was the worst match on the show. Certainly, yeah. And Ta- uh, Ta- well, I guess we should say Taichi and Desperado won the match, but yes. it's, it's. I think I did. I think I did, Desperado's it he's scoring a bunch of pins because they're setting him up for yeah. Liger. So, but it was a shitty match. If you didn't see the show and you plan on watching it, you can totally skip that. Absolutely, please, please skip that one. Wasted. Don't waste six minutes and thirty seconds of your life. Uh, uh, KES Lance Archer and David Boy Smith defeated Nagata and Nakanishi. Okay, and all the all the uh, about seven thirty. Yes. All the praise we were giving Nakanishi early on in the tour. Kind of went, <laughs> it was short lived. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. short lived. I mean, because so something happened that night. Like he got an injection of of like something like just something where he was ready to go that night. It was the first man, couple was, nights actually. I'm, I mean, he looked fine. Like he just got like maybe got a cortisone shot or something because he was like, I'm good. I'm done. and then it's just kind of like ah no 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 never mind. Maybe, Sorry. maybe like, it's just he's old and broken down and. When he had yeah. time to, he had time off, and he was coming in. You know, he was fresh for the first couple nights because he really looked old in this match. He he yeah, stood he out did. like a sore thumb, which is weird because yeah, I mean, the, the, and and when I watched that the the match that we're you know talking about and the other ones you talked about is that was the big thing is that I immediately said wow it, you know we we talk about how old this guy looks he looks twenty years younger in this match alone and then he said no 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 I'm actually you know what because what's he forty I, I something forty right he's 40, in his early forties I think or mid, early forty two or I think or something like that yeah but no he looked all of it in this match and and has looked all of it ever since those first few nights of the yeah they, the he just doesn't so. move well sometimes and this was one of the this he this struck me as an old tired hurt guy at the end of a tour who just wanted to go home mm-hmm. and you know the other three guys you know tried hard you know but it just it ended up being just your basic two-star special because yeah. nakanishi couldn't keep up but the thing here that i was keeping an eye on is nagata and nakanishi have kind of been on the fringes of the nwa title mix uh yeah. they had a title shot against tenkoji when they hold held those titles and whatnot so this was interesting to me because i thought maybe with kes as the champions that maybe nagata and nakanishi would win to maybe set up a title shot possibly at dome or or whatnot but that did that wasn't the case they just had kes go through these guys and yeah. we, we found out why later because then they they did a little something with kes so yeah and unfortunately, Nakanishi had to take the killer bomb, which, <laughs> which is like, because you don't want, you maybe don't want Nagata to take the fall because he's of course. the GHC champion or whatever, and you had to have KS win. So I'm sure that was, I'm sure that went over real well to Nakanishi. Hey, uh, you want to take the power bomb? Oh, okay. I mean, he's not the GHC champ anymore, but I get your, you know. You, oh, no, right. The point you're sorry. making is that he's the, you know, established. And he's not going to take that star, fall. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, Nagata is not taking that fall. It's unfortunate Nakanishi, who did, probably didn't want to take any bumps in this entire match. Unfortunately, had to take it. So I move on to uh, one of the <laughs> matches that might not have been the best match uh, on the card. It certainly wasn't, but one of my most entertaining ones. It was the Team ROH, Matt Taven and Michael Bennett, defeating Jushin Thunder Liger and Captain New Japan in another amazing performance by Maria and an even more perfor- amazing performance by Liger and Captain New Japan, who continue to play the 12-year-old boy that just got the internet. 
role. Yes. To a perfection of, oh my God, boobs. <laughs> like, a half naked, not even a naked woman. <laughs> a partially naked woman just paralyzes this man. <laughs> They're like me in like 1997. The first time we got on like AOL at my friend's house, we're like, whoa, sable pictures, like right. like bikini photos of Sunny on the internet. Like, whoa. Yeah. Like that's what Captain New Japan is right now. Like he has never seen a woman in his life and it's just mesmerizing to him every time Maria comes and, and, out. And, and Liger, it's, it's so good, Liger, though. It's so awesome. And Liger had enough because Liger started kicking <laughs> the shit out of him. And but but then but then Liger fell uh, under. Uh, oh, you can't. I mean, yeah, Liger was the one who took the fall out of right, this. Yeah, he was like, "Come on, focus!" Oh my God! Then, like I didn't know. And he couldn't. Those are nice moves. Like I didn't even. Utterly ridiculous, but in a good way. It's just it's just a lot of fun. This was a rematch from earlier on the tour, uh, and Liger just, just annoyed. Uh, Captain New Japan keeps <laughs> falling for tits, but then he fell for the tits. And the cameraman just constantly put that camera on her ass. It was, yeah, at a few points it was a little. It is so gratuitous. Like, it's uh, yeah, it's not even yeah. The, the entrance of Maria coming down, even I was a little uncomfortable. I was just like, okay, okay, all right. Like, yeah. like how close is the cameraman? Like, I know they have zoom, but like he has to be like, uh, shoot, whatever. We said that's why she was there, so whatever. I mean, Taven and Bennett had a good tour, and uh, yeah. you know they they won this here, and um, you know you know it's you knew they were going to pin the captain again, so. Uh, you know, you'd like to see more Taven and Bennett. I think here. I think they did a good job, sure. and they've 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 earned another tour. So yeah, we kind of laughed at, at their inclusion here, but I think yeah, absolutely. And and you know, we, we 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 laughed a little bit because we knew that Maria was the big draw for them. But I think these guys more than held their own. Yeah, I you think know why? Because they brought something different to the table. Exactly. Yeah, they they were they were especially with these undercards. You watch some of these undercards, and you sort of I, I get lulled into it too, where I'm just watching these things. I'm like, oh, okay, uh, you know. And we'll talk about Wrestle Kingdom card. It has that same sort of feel where the first you know four matches, a lot of times, especially on like a World Tag League Finals, which is a dry card in and of itself, was just a, a slug. And then yeah, you get these guys, and it's like, oh okay, never mind. Yeah, it's a little something different. Like there's something. It's just different. It's just it's eight to ten minutes of something different, which is is fine. And then, uh, and then actually, of, yeah, and then this, oh, this is ahead. when Desperado yeah. right. attacked Liger uh, in the post-match and stole the NWA junior title. So um, they're going to do that match at some point. It's not going to be at Wrestle Kingdom. It's not going to be at the Cork and Hall shows Christmas week. I don't know when they plan on doing it. Uh, maybe on the third. I, I, I don't know. But that match is obviously coming. But um, that was the first of many angles that they ran after that match. Sure. I'll move on to the next match. It was Tenkoji defeating Rob Conway and Jack Stane. Uh, I had no real strong thoughts about this match. You? Yeah, it's just a match. And, uh, it was there. The, the, the whole thing is is Tenzon beating Conway with the Anaconda uh, Vice because that sets up his NWA world title challenge, which, again, right. it's not at Dome because we got the Dome card, you know, the next night, and it wasn't, you know, listed for that show. But at some point, you know, they're setting him up as a challenger for the NWA world title. Do we have any official matches for the night after? No. The, the post Wrestle Kingdom show in, in that sense, yeah, these are all good matches that could I could possibly see going there. Absolutely. But I don't know how long that show. I don't know what that's just going to be a normal like like it usually is, right? Just a normal. It's going to be a three hour Corican show. Okay, that's why. Okay, so yeah, but yeah, so that, those are both good matches. I think that would fit in that night. It, it, it's sort of they still seem important. They're not lost on just a random show. I, I, th those would be good spots. They, for they could, uh, or you know, they never they can't announce those cards until after the fourth, obviously, because right. But uh, or they could be, you know, thinking out the box i mean they could be matches that'll happen in the united states because liger's coming over for sh for sure True. in january and I've, I've heard that some other people could be coming over soon so uh, that that's you know that's doubtful but uh, that's a possibility too who knows 
Absolutely. All right. And then we had another match that, that might not be good on its face, but was definitely really entertaining. Uh, it was a Sakurabu, Yano, and Gato uh, defeated Suzuki, Azuka, and Takamichi Noku. Uh, a little over nine minutes here. This was surprisingly okay. I, I <laughs> like liked it, it was, a lot. It was, yeah, it's interesting. It was, it, it was... I, I've enjoyed the soccer. I, whatever he's been in lately, I have enjoyed because it's been. It felt a little bit different. I mean, this one had a little too much of him and, and Suzuki kind of rolling around and doing the fake grapple, but then very quickly it turned into just kind of a wild, all-out brawl, and 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 I, I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy the, the angle, and we'll talk about the post-match angle here in a bit. But yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a, it was a, worked at a good hard pace, and I think the thing is, Gato always adds something uh, to these matches. He doesn't wrestle enough. I really like Gato. Yeah, when he was out, I, I, I felt a little bit better. I went, oh, okay. that's Because I really couldn't do another, like, <laughs> Suzuki Yano and, or uh, uh, Sakurabi Yano Suzuki. I mean, it was nice to have those other guys. Taka was just, I mean, absolutely there. Um, but Gato, Gato added a nice, nice. I match. like Taka, too, though. I, I like what Gato and Taka added to the match because they're kind of like those grimy, sleazy veteran uh, heels on each side, then they add a little something different than the same monotonous tag match that we've been getting over and over and over with the other four guys. So uh, that I actually thought Gato and Taka made the match. And then, of course, after the match, which the... Uh, well, one, one thing real quick before we get to that, what made the match for me, and I don't know, I, I tweeted out when it happened, and uh, Senior uh, Lariotto had a uh, nice... Uh, gif of it too. Did you did you catch that? What happened? Uh, where uh, there was a uh, so Sakuraba and, and Suzuki are outside near the near the guardrail or whatever, and there's some like super fan, like some Sakuraba super fan who's got the mask, the full out like jumpsuit that Sakuraba wears, and he's holding up a custom belt that he made. Suzuki turns around, grabs the kid's belt. I'm assuming it was a kid. It, it looked like a smaller, maybe not a kid, but he was younger. He certainly wasn't like a grown adult that I know of. But he grabbed the title belt, and just ripped it apart, and like threw it back at the kid. And the camera cuts back, and the kid's just looking at his like tattered belt. With his head down, I was just like, that is the greatest thing. Like, I hate Sakuraba, but I cannot wait for Sakuraba to, to kick Suzuki's ass now. That was... And I want that kid out there. I want that kid to accompany him to the ring. That was tremendous. I want, I want, that kid needs to be in the angle. When, when the blow-off happens... I don't care what the bluff is. I sorry Suzuki. I want Sakuraba to win, and that kid is nearby because he needs revenge. That kid. Yeah, and, and Suzuki was so good. He was great in the post match too, throwing guardrails around and and just just a wild scene in the post match. And then and then, oh yeah, Komatsu gets a or was it? I, I didn't notice because he was only on his face the entire time, getting just destroyed with chairs. Who, who was? I don't that, know that which guy? one it was, but he was beaten. You couldn't tell because all his, all their head was down and they were just getting pounded away. So there's no way to tell. Because... Beating the shit out of somebody with a chair. Then KES ran in and attacked Yano and gave him a killer bomb, which set up something, a match which with basically three mystery men for the Tokyo Dome, but we'll, we'll get to that later. Um, just a wild, wild scene. Just a crazy, intense brawl. And it wouldn't be the last one uh, for the night. So it kind of, what it did is it finally gets Yano away from Suzuki because Suzuki, of course, is facing Sakuraba, and Yano uh, presumably is moving into a feud. Right now, they're just saying two representatives of mm -hmm. Suzuki-gun. I mean, why wouldn't it be Killer Elite Squad? They're the ones who attacked them. So, I mean, that would make sense. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. And then Yano's partner is, you know, the, the mystery X. So, <laughs> you know, we don't know who his partner is going to be. I fear that it's Shelton Benjamin because, you know... He, he would, he's Mr. X. And he used to be part of, he, well, presumably still yeah. is, but he just hasn't been around for a while, part of Suzuki Goon. So that, that'll that be a letdown if it's Shelton Benjamin. But if it's some, you know, outside, I assume it's some outside. What about, the, what about that Sakuraba fan? Maybe it wasn't a fan. Maybe it was a long-term build to a, 
the guy's gonna take off the mask and it's someone. Uh, maybe it's some some. It's maybe not. they're bringing in some outsider. <laughs> I, I I hope I they're bringing in some sort of exciting outsider. But uh, you know who knows. But uh, but yeah, it was a pretty wild scene and uh, it wouldn't be the last one. Uh, no, it was definitely. Good. Why is Taka a freelancer when he just works every show anyway? Remember in the beginning of the year he said he wasn't going to work New Japan anymore? <laughs> he's worked more New Japan this year than he did he last really year. He really has. I think he's worked more matches and he's on every... <laughs> and he's on. And he's worked the same amount of Kaiensai Dojo matches as well. It's like nothing has changed. He's like, I am a freelancer. Okay, I'm just going to be here. He's on show, every no single what, show. Like... He's on every show. I mean, he, he, I he works it. like the tour stops. He works every <laughs> That's, I don't get it. Like... Let, let me here. Let me let me see how many matches total. I don't know if I can break it down by. Uh, um, but I can give a reasonable idea. You could look. You could break it down by year. I could do it by year. Okay, so last year was uh, 166. Uh, he wrestled, and uh, this year is one. Uh, no, 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 no. I can't do. I, you can't do year. Oh, but and promotion, right? Yeah. No, actually, you can. Here, one sec. Bear with me here. One moment here. Yeah, I, yeah you I could actually... do that. Yeah. 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 yeah so... Yep. I know how to do it. I'm doing it right now. So 2013, New Japan. He worked. Yeah, I'm. I'm fired up here real quick. I got it for you. All right, 2013 New Japan, he worked 86, okay. 86 times in 2013, 2014, and that, that, mind you, isn't just singles matches, that could be everything, but right. we're counting it anyway. So, uh, 68 this year. So he worked, uh, like, 18 less matches this year. Right. So. And, and it'll be it'll be about 15 by the time the year's over, because he's going to work right. a bunch of matches coming up. So he's going to work, yeah, actually, he's working most of that, uh, those shows, yeah, he's going to work about a dozen less matches this year than last year, and, and he made that big deal that we were, we were never going to see him again. And like you say, he's cornering <laughs> everybody every night, too. I don't know. Yeah, that's not even counting, yeah, those are only matches he's in, not alone, let alone, Standing yeah, I mean, there's flat. a lot of times where he's not even in the match, he's just there anyway, so I, I, mean, I, I, I don't, I, I, don't I don't mind his presence. No, I'm fine with it, I just don't know why he had to make a big declaration about it, but... He's also a guy who doesn't understand how to use Twitter. Have you ever? We follow him on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Do you ever see how he does it? Yeah. He replies to himself constantly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just like you see a tweet from Taka that it's like 270 replies, and you're like, oh my god! And then you click, and it's only him talking to himself. Ta- and you're like, oh. Taka tweets like your mom tweets. Right. Like, he, he doesn't, doesn't he understand. He doesn't get himself. it. He yeah. doesn't understand. But he he's having a lot of fun though. You know, it seems. I don't know. I haven't translated it. Yeah, What's he he's talking calling about? people motherfucker, and he's, <laughs> he's 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 telling like Davy Boy Smith Jr. He doesn't have balls, and like just you know, it's it's like broken English, you know, insults yeah. towards everybody. So I he he he's having a ball, but he's just replying to himself. He's not really. He's, <laughs> he tries to tag people, and he screws it up. You know, he tries to use hashtags, and it's like they, they they're not hashtags. Anybody else he doesn't space them properly. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, and they don't work. Like, but. <laughs> But he, I'm telling you, though, that you could tell the guy's having a great time, though. He's, well, that's he, good. Well, good he loves him. his life. There's a few really good New Japan uh, follows. I know I, I particularly like Minoru Suzuki because he just tweets out whatever he's eating at every moment of the day. So he's like a, a 15-year-old girl, but he t- <laughs> tweets out these delicious soups and, like, steaks that he's eating. I love it. I, I want to go to Japan just to eat what he's tweeting out. Just to so. eat with Minoru Suzuki. I like those udon. He, like he has an udon soup every night that I'm like, oh, man, that looks great. Like, all he eats is, like, udon soup all day, and I, I just want to be him. That's it's. it's are you a big Udon Suit well, fan? Listen, or? if you're going to want to be a wrestler, there's worse choices than Minoru Suzuki. Right. Well, no, I don't want to be – I don't want to wrestle. I just want to eat like him. You said you want to be him. I heard you. Well, okay. You wanna, I mean, that's not you bad. Be, like I said, yeah, if you want to be a wrestler, he, there's worse choices. Yeah, I guess it's not he, bad. Yeah. He, 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 you know. The haircut's tough to pull off, but he wears hats he's when he's out. Badass so motherfucker. A, he seems like a pretty cool – He wears a little, like, uh, his little like, old-timey like, newspaper boy hat uh-huh. when he goes yeah. out. He's got or, some yeah, style. You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you know. everyone. What are those things called? They have a name. A derby? No, that's it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm so old. I'm so young, rather. That I, I own a derby, but I never wear it. 
Did you wear it when you were a child? In a... No, I own one now, but I never wear <laughs> it. Prohibition uh, New Jersey or no? <laughs> it's just, I have one in my closet, but I never wear it. Because when you have hair as wonderful as mine, you know, you, there's... Why, yeah, why hide it? Yeah. You don't, and you are Italian, so you are required to own at least one. Number one, you don't want to cover your hair. And number right. two, if I put a hat on, it's going to mess up my hair. So then right, wherever exactly. I'm going, then I can't take the hat off because I'm not going to be seen with messed up hair. No, no. So it's it's it was kind of a waste of a purchase, but I think I bought it because it matched. Like I bought this scarf one time, and it matched the scarf, and Ooh. I had big, these big designs of wearing the scarf and the derby together. But then you got to take the hat off at some right, point, right? Yeah. Exactly. But now I realize, wait, I'm never going to wear the hat because I'm not going to I'm not going to cover this hair. And that one pushes everything down, and then you take it off, and it's all yeah, yeah it's all crazy. Your be all screwed up I, unless you're bald. I mean, when you're bald, they absolutely wear the derby. Yeah, if, if, you if, have, I, if uh, I ever go, if bald. you have lightning bolts painted into your hair, then yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. You also you need the derby. Hat yes, on, he's but. got very good reason to own a derby. What are we talking? This is a terrible show. Okay. This is good stuff. This is good stuff. All right. A special six-man tag match. A special, mind you. Uh, AJ Styles, Bad Luck Folly, and Yujiro defeated Naito, Hanma, and Taguchi. You know, they call every match special, and if you call every match special, <laughs> are they really special? No, this one is special. I mean, th- yeah. No, because, believe it or not, this, the Taichi, El Desperado, Tiger Mask, and Bushi was not special. That's the only one that didn't say special. That was not so Everything else was special. That one was just a match. That's true. And and, and there was not a The Tanaka Kamatsu was just a match. Well, they're just they're just lowly young boys, you know. They're, right. they're, they're, but, they're uh, but KES versus Nagata and Nakanishi, that's a special tag. That was a special tag. Makes perfect sense to me, Joe. Well, but this was a special six-man, in case you're curious. This special six-man was the Bullet <laughs> Club against uh, Naito, Hanma, and Taguchi. Yep. And Bullet Club won this, went to uh, Yujiro, used the Miami Shine on yep. Hanma. But the brawl after this match was some fucking scene. Let me tell you, this was pretty crazy because, of course, Bullet Club swarmed the ring. And I guess we should note here, uh, we're actually, we're, 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 we're burying a big note here. Isn't this the match where Kenny Omega showed up? Uh, oh, right. Yes. Yeah, it was. Kenny Omega showed up out of nowhere and interfered, which effectively cost uh, that side the match. And then you had a wild brawl afterwards with the Bullet Club overwhelming the three heroes. But then Tenkoji and I think a few other guys ran in uh, to even the sides. And while this is all going on, AJ Styles... Because, by the way, that's what baby faces are supposed to do, is actually help, is help the other baby guys, faces. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, wait, our friends are getting beat up. I should go out there and help them, as opposed to WWE, where they just... Well, he'll get over it soon enough. <laughs> like, right. So the, while this is all going on, Styles and Naito are going nose to nose, and and I thought the production crew did a great job focusing. Yeah, they caught it. They got everything. Yeah, there's they a lot going made, on, yeah. and they managed. Right. To and they, they caught to everything and got to everything. I mean, it seemed like they had like 15 cameras during this, and I don't know how many they have, but yeah, they got everything. So yeah, just a just a crazy wild brawl that I can't do any justice. And uh, again, they set up a bunch of stuff for Dome, uh, which will all become uh, much more clear when we run down that card when we're doing yep. this. But uh, the next special was a special eight-man tag. It was, yes. Indeed, it was a special eight-man. It was Tanahashi, Makabe, Ibushi, and Lasamra, uh, and they defeated Okada, Nakamura, Ishii, and Yoshihashi in a really, what I thought was a really entertaining match. I thought it was really good, too. Um, now, when you have a special eight-man tag, uh, you know, <laughs> what it's special. some guys are going to naturally just not get focused on or disappear. Uh, of course, Makabe did next to nothing because that's what Makabe does in these situations. So it's a running <laughs> joke we have here, but it's true. You watch Makabe. And He'll do a lariat tag out. And, and never see him again. He's <laughs> gone. He might as well be in the back getting dressed. He might be. I don't know if he ever is. Is he ever? Is he always there? Can we confirm that he's actually standing there? I don't. I cannot know. confirm that. He might. He might just <laughs> go home after he tags out. Nakamura didn't do much in this match. He kind of disappeared. Tanahashi did more than he usually does in this kind of mm-hmm. match. Yeah, I thought uh, so. Yeah. Abushi and uh, Lasamba were good here. Everybody else really. 
Okada was in a, a decent amount too. Yeah, Ishi Ishi did his. Uh, it, it was it was mostly Nakamura and Makabe who really uh, d- disappeared in this one. Um, but yeah, it, the high five flow on Yoshihashi was the finish, and, uh, and and then again it was it's the post match stuff. It you know after about three straight matches where they did wild post match brawls and angles, it looked like they weren't going to do that here. We just had the four baby faces on each of the four corners. Uh, styling to the crowd. Yeah. And then it uh, was going a little long. And that's when I sort of was like, oh, why is this oh, going so long? Like, <laughs> like, like something's weird. Cause like everybody, and then like, they're like still kind of rooting and, you know, Tanahashi's slapping fans. And like, that's usually reserved for like main event stuff. And I was like, yeah, we still have another match. This is going on longer for a reason, isn't it? And I got to tell you, I didn't sniff it out. So good job out of you. I didn't see it. I, I saw when they went to the four corners, I was kind of like, well, that's kind of weird. Like, they don't usually do well, that. Well, I don't know so. if you noticed, too. Like, Makabe aggressively, like, Irish whipped him. Yes, no, he, like, <laughs> threw, <laughs> he threw him into the corner. Because I, I thought that's what, ha- that's what I thought the angle was. I was like, oh, shit, yeah, Makabe turned. I, I, I was like, oh, wait, no, never mind. the only just... one. I, I, for a split <laughs> second, I thought he was turning heel. He, like, grabbed La Sombra and Irish whipped him into the corner. And then I realized, oh, okay, he's just manhandling everybody, telling them to get up on the turnbuckle. It was very aggressive, though. Very yeah, aggressive. He, like, grabs... Yeah, no, he, like, uh, that's what I thought the angle was. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, wait. Never mind. Yeah. And, so, and I was like, Lissamba versus Mak... Oh, okay, never mind. That's, so, I was thinking, that's a very odd feud. I would not... <laughs> I, I would like to see Makabe face Lissamba. <laughs> every time I see him, he's bigger and bigger. I mean, that guy... I didn't know that that's who it was when it came out. Did Dr. Zahorian relocate to Mexico? Yes, I don't know. Well, well, yeah, is a huge man. He was. I, I didn't think that was him. I legit was like, who is that underneath? I thought it was somebody else. During the, I thought it was somebody who like took on a dominatrix gimmick or something, like some stronger guy. Oh, like, he's wearing the all black, like, too. He looked like Goto. I mean, he was as big as Goto. I was like, what the? Who is this he, guy? He like, brought like nine different. He was huge. He, 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 he listen, he must have checked a few bags because he brought about nine different outfits, too. He wore a different outfit every night of the tour. Yeah. And uh, he's got some cool looks. He, sometimes he wears the shirt. Sometimes he doesn't wear the shirt. But uh, I thought the finish to the match was cool because Abushi and Lasombra kind of did simultaneous, um, uh, like, uh, moonsaults off of the turnbuckle post to the outside yeah. to wipe everybody out. And then what that did is it isolated Tanahashi with Yoshihashi, and everybody else was just fucking dead on the outside from catching these two moonsaults. And then, of course, you know, Yoshihashi's not going to get the better of an exchange with Tanahashi. <laughs> Unfortunately not. So, no. uh, you know, that, that, was a, that was a fun way to, uh, to end the match. But then, yeah, so after they— The big story here, yeah, is obviously the post-match. Right. After they celebrated and left, Tanahashi kind of straggled behind. The most adorable thing was that little baby. <laughs> Did you see the little baby? Doing yes. Oh, yeah. I, that was just the most adorable thing. And then, you know, so he's air guitaring with children and little kids. Yeah, there's baby. all the kids out there. He's hugging them. They're, they're all yelling, and everyone's happy. Happy, go lucky, and it's all good time and Yaha time and oh. And Okada just comes literally out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't know where he RKO was. RKO out of nowhere. He just, I don't know where he was hiding. He, or if he came out from the back, I don't know where he came because he didn't come back down the aisle. Um, he might have came down like that other aisle where like the heels go. Uh, I, I don't know, but it, they really, the again, the production was great here because they had a camera in the aisle. Uh, focused on Tanahashi and Okada just came up behind him out of nowhere, leveled him, gave him a tombstone pile driver in the aisle and left him laying and they took him out on a stretcher. Now you see this every week on raw and it has absolutely no impact. It means absolutely nothing because on practically every pay-per-view and every raw, there's a baby face going out on a stretcher. I mean, it right. doesn't mean shit. Half and some days they're back in three days, three, <laughs> three days, rich half the time they're ripping off the neck brace and getting back in the ring to finish right. the match. They don't even they don't even sell it for ten minutes. I was trying to make a relevant joke there to the uh, 
the crust larynx turns into a two-day affair. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's usually it's usually twenty minutes is about as long as a stretcher lasts. If that, it's it's actually probably about a minute. You know, it, they get to halfway down the ramp and they decide no. Didn't Daniel Bryan hop off of two stretchers at WrestleMania? It's yes, ridiculous. Yeah, I so. Stupid. <laughs> so you know they stretcher him out, and I would have to think that at this point. Um, that's going to play a major factor in the story of the match, uh, where Tanahashi's going to have a wounded neck of some sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tease the tease the tombstone a lot of times, and tombstone, and also the rainmaker. All his all his attacks are, are big attacks. That's true. Yeah, the, yeah, the rainmaker the work too. Yeah, the red ink as well. So all, all of Okada's big attacks are focused around the neck. So you know, there's a method to the madness here, and um, it, I thought it was very well done. Um, you know, through spoken word, it doesn't sound impressive because, like I say, you see it all the time in WWE, but they don't do this a lot. Yeah, and you have to look at the, the reactions of the crowd, too. I mean, the crowd is stunned, shocked. They're just sitting there in silence, and, you know, the kids are, are, are you know, occasionally hear a faint kid, you know, scream Tanahashi's name, and one of them says, get up, or something, something similar to that, and they're trying to touch him or whatever. I mean, it's, it's very impactful when you watch it. Yeah. In this sense, too, and I thought it was cool, too, because it, it, it established, we always talk about, you know, throughout the year, whatever, Okada's sort of this tweener guy who is technically a heel, but we still sort of like him or whatever. Well, this was straight up, yeah, I'm a heel, people. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't forget it. I'm, an, I'm, a, I'm a heel. Like, he, I'm, was, a, I'm a bad it guy. Was a, like, it was a cowardly attack from behind, and then he tombstoned the guy on, you know, the concrete or whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, absolutely. Total heel move. And, um, you know, I, watching it, it made me want Tanahashi to win. Yeah. And that's the goal. I mean, that that's you, you. You should think of Okada as a chicken. Show. Yeah, and and it's like I I have rooted for Okada every time these guys have faced each other, except the first time because the first time was weird because it was a weird title defense. You just wanted like some crazy upset or something. I, like and the, the the first time they fought, I just wanted a good match, and no one expected Okada to win. Remember, he got booed. Oh, I see. I see. What you're saying the inverse. Okay, you you at that point you weren't rooting for Okada. Yeah, at that point it, I wasn't. People would yeah. put you in an institution if you were like Okada. Hey, and nobody like, was expecting yeah. Okada to even have. But all of the you know the other five matches they had after that, I rooted for Okada in every one of them because I'm ready for. I'm always with my eyes looking forward. You know what I mean, and and I'm ready for. I was ready for this guy to take over. You know the ace role. I and this this angle makes me want to root for Tanahashi, which is weird because I've never rooted for Tanahashi in these matches. But um, yeah, I just I, I they did a really great job with it. All right, and then the main event here, which is a match that I actually liked a lot more than you did. I was kind of surprised that you didn't like it as much as as I did and a few other people did. It was uh, Hiroki Goto. It's the final, obviously, the world tag. You had Hiroki Goto and Katsura Shibata defeating Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows. Yeah, I think I'm on an island here. I didn't really like this match at all. I thought it was a, maybe a two-and-a-half, two-and-three-quarter star match, nothing special. Really? I, I, look, I thought it had a really great closing stretch because when, mm-hmm. when Goto and Anderson have a closing stretch, it's magic. Anderson has really cool closing stretches, but especially against certain guys, Okada being one of them, Goto being the other one. Um, and I really think that saved the match. I was prepared to completely destroy this match in the review until the really good closing stretch that they had. But otherwise, this match did nothing for me, and I didn't really like it at all. Yeah, I enjoy. I, I, 
I think a lot of it was, and and, and I did really enjoy the, the crowd was was hot for the entire match too, which which helps a little bit in that sense where if they're invested, I sort of get invested as well. Uh, the gals parts were not good as usual. I mean, they they were slow. They came to a very, I mean, he was he was working a very slow, methodical pace, and, and and that's not necessarily inherently bad working that pace. But when he does it, he doesn't do it particularly well. To me, everything was sort of one in that final stretch, and and I and I don't even think it was the last you know few minutes or whatever. I think I sort of saw you know maybe the last. I'm trying the last five to ten minutes or whatever you could sort of sense that it was it was it was closing up, and I thought that was really entertaining. I thought especially the last you know two to three minutes were just really really good, good back and forth. Just just as you said, Goto and Anderson, the, the great ending, and Anderson in particular, I thought he was he looked better here than he's looked for a lot of the a lot of his tag matches that he's had with Gallows. I said it was the best Gallows Anderson match that I can remember. Do you have another another one that you this I'm, off the top of your head? I mean and that's that's shallow praise in a sense because I haven't really liked anything they've done, but I thought this was far and away the best stuff that they've top of my head, no, but I know that I've liked some of their matches better. And and keep in mind I haven't really loved any of their matches. Mm-hmm. This was de- not even close to the best Goto Shibata match. Goto oh, no, Goto no. Shibata, yeah. here's the thing about them. I have such unrealistic expectations for this team because because individually they're so great that I just think that they should be great as a team. And, and you know, when I go back and look, because the other day I, I went back and looked at all the matches they've had um, since, since their last singles match and when they got together. And they've had three or four matches that were really fucking good. But I think the problem is my expectations are always so high that I'm just naturally let down because they can't meet this ridiculous expectations right. I have for them. Because on their own, they're capable of five-star matches, and then they tag up, and they're capable of they, you know three and a half. Hiroki, <laughs> let me tell you something about Goto this year. And we actually – we can't say too much about this. But you know what I'm getting at, right? Somebody I think who so. submitted something to a. All right, we have. A, oh, right. yes, yeah, yeah, no, oh, yeah, right. So I got you. Now. We have someone who did a study on Goto's year this year, and he's really, you know, this guy is is is. You could argue this guy. You could make an. Let me try to frame this the right way. When you look at his body of work as a singles wrestler this year, and then you toss in some of the tag matches he's had with Shibata. You could make an argument he's the most outstanding wrestler of the year. Yeah. You may not win the argument, and I'm not advocating him for most outstanding, but you can make an argument he's been most outstanding this year, even you know, even if I don't believe that he should win. He's right with a series of different opponents too, which I think is very important. Yeah, and 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 I'm not sure people realize uh, how good of a year he's really had because he's kind of a guy who's kind of overlooked. But um, but yeah, I'm just and because and Shibata, of course, everybody loves Shibata. I mean, I, I Shibata's the kind of guy who New Japan fans, people who don't even like New Japan, everybody likes Shibata. Yeah, he's universal. People people who doesn't like. Just a serious fucking ass kicker, no nonsense ass kicker, who exudes real toughness the way he does. I mean, everybody, nobody not dislikes that. Who dislikes Brock Lesnar? Right. No one. Everyone likes that kind of. If you can exude, if you can exude that real toughness, whether it's real toughness or not, because as we've seen with Shibata, he was not a good <laughs> legitimate fighter. <laughs> but th- but the fact is, he exudes real toughness, and that's all that matters in pro wrestling. If you do that gimmick and you do it right. That's universal. Everybody likes that. There's no one who dislike. No one says, "Ah, fuck! I gotta watch this Brock Lesnar match." It's the same thing with Shibata. Everybody likes Shibata. When a Shibata match comes on, everybody pays attention. I just feel like the team should be better than they are, and it's I'm probably being unfair to them because they haven't yeah. been as bad as I always. But this this match here, though, I I don't know, man. It just look sometimes matches don't work for people. Yeah, this match didn't work for me. 
I, I think what's interesting too is I think there's always sort of and it, there's always this hyperbole, uh, hyperbole around Shibata in the sense that, and we talk about it all the time where people sort of assume that he should win this or he should win the New Japan Cup or you know he should win G1 or you know when's he getting his title shot or when, you know, we're always because I think and that, I think it speaks to your point about that everybody loves him so everybody just assumes that he should be this next big star from New Japan. I think we think the same thing with these tag matches too. It's just it's weird how he he sort of exudes that or he he brings that about out from people where we just always assume that you know this. This is the time when he's going to just – and it, it, it's very interesting with him. Yeah, and he's a guy that has had another spectacular year as well. But You know, and we've talked about it a million times. I don't know if they're ever going to go all the way with him. I really don't have the answer to that. They might. They might not. Neither. It wouldn't shock me either way. But he's – good. look, they're going to make him pay the price first. Right. This is the way it's going to be. I mean, because it, it's funny when I, in review of you're mentioning again, you know, the, the super secret project, quote unquote, which we'll reveal at some point, by the way. But I, I like this idea of calling it a super secret project forever because maybe people start guessing what the hell it is. But anyway, um, you know, I was reviewing stuff and, and it's funny to read like articles and reviews or whatever around the time of the New Japan Cup. And I think you wrote one where you're like, well, obviously, Katsuri Shibata is winning the New Japan Cup. So we don't even need to talk. I mean, it was something where yeah, you were just like, yeah. well, it's so blatantly obvious that this whole thing is being geared towards Shibata. Right, winning. right. And then there's previous G1s where people are like, you know, and especially in our G1 contest, I mean, he was the second most picked guy to win the G1 and, and he was a non-factor. I mean, it's just, it's funny how he, what, what sort of happens with him and people are just so ready for them to make that step or make that leap with him. And it just, it, it hasn't happened you know, yet. The thing, I the, think it's going to happen at some point, G, but yeah, it's the funny. The thing with G1 though, you say he's a non-factor. They, they gave him just enough wins to, to like cock tease everybody. Yeah, oh but yeah, then, yeah. But then he, he ended up not being a factor. And yeah, it's like, but they did just enough with him to make you think even. Because then the halfway, the everyone's like, oh, here we go. It's the time. And it, oh, it's not. Yeah. Never mind. So, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> not yet. Just, but I found that funny during the New Japan Cup where it's like, no, 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 no. There is no debate who's winning this one. Like, like we had as much like of a of an, a, a, an idea that it was going to be him that we had that that Goto and Shibata were going to win this World Tag League of like, no, it's it's obvious that Shibata's winning this. But yeah. It wasn't to be, unfortunately. But. Well, they, they they won it here, and of course, uh, they they put out the challenge for Wrestle Kingdom. So we're gonna get the rematch. I will say this: if there is one match where, um, if there is one match where you have to have a title, where it just it's got to be here. I mean, the Anderson Gallows team just hasn't worked. It just hasn't worked, and they've had the titles for a year. And and or they will have had the titles for a year by the time yeah, we get to exactly one year. And and not only that, but it's like if Goto and Shibata lose, where the hell do you go from there with both of those guys? Right. It, they have to win that match because then, you know, then they have some direction for the next couple of months before, you know, their their next uh, career step. And I think a, 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 a tag team title run with those guys will be far more interesting than what we've gotten with Anderson and Gallows, which hasn't been. I mean, this has been one dud of a and and, and, and it seemingly never ends. And it's just. Can you think of one title defense they had that that had you? <laughs> I was trying to, as you were mentioning that I I, I can't even think of a, a, a great uh, tag title match there's been all year. Like I'm really trying to think. Well, let's pull up all their title defenses. Yeah, let's let's let's, let's fire it up here real quick. All right. So uh, Anderson with a C, of course. <laughs> That's what New Japan World told me. Uh, all right. So yeah, let's fire them up here real. So they won quick. it on the fourth. Yes. Oh, it's gonna be terrible, you son of a bitch. Because you can't. So I. I no, you could. Man. No, 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 no. Pull up the title and then pull up the title defenses. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, I got you. I'll probably beat you to it. You're probably gonna beat me now because I, I went. I went the opposite way and now it's. Yeah, because if you choose the title, 
and then hit match. Okay, okay. I got it. I got it. I'm here. I'm so here. let's let's okay. run down this entire title run. Okay. okay, we got seven here. So seven in full. I'll start uh, Wrestle Kingdom eight. Obviously, the, when they won the titles, uh, defeating the Killer uh, Killer Eight Squad, Dave Boy Smith and Lance. And that match, as I recall, wasn't any good because I remember nope. people at that point were still excited about the Anderson Gallows team, mm-hmm. and and the match was a letdown. That was when we were, well, you know, what can Gallows give us? And, you know, I think he had a, because he, he wrestled, did he wrestle a few times before well, that? Here to th- yeah, he wrestled in World Tag League. Oh, right, yeah, and, and so he, we were kind of like, oh, he's just shaking off the rust. Well, no, he was, he was pretty good in World, that's the thing. Oh, that's right, no, that's right, you're Gallows right, Gallows right, was right. pretty good in World Tag, he, listen, he wasn't setting the world on fire, but he was, he was that. Surprisingly good, He yeah. peaked on his first tour. It's crazy, that's not supposed to work like that. But anyway, so then their first defense was. Versus the Killer Elite Squad at, uh, at uh, New Beginning in Hiroshima. I don't remember that. Well, yeah, there were the two New Beginning shows, and this was the set. Remember, this was the. Well, I remember that. I remember the card. I don't remember the. Yeah, match this match was the semi-main event on the Hiroshima show because I remember us talking about, oh wow, now these tag team matches can get some time, and these two. Remember, we were saying we thought these two teams could have a good match because they're going to get some time, and they did not have a great match. They had a no. you know, and it went twelve minutes too, like so a regular. It, I think it was like a three-star match or something like that. Somewhere around there. Uh, invasion attack. Uh, we had they did, oh they defeated Goto and Shibata. Right, and at this point, the jig was up with Gallows. And and, and <laughs> no, seriously, the uh, the the narrative here was oh Goto and Shibata are going to win this because the Bullet Club team has been a disappointment. And Goto and Shibata, remember Goto and Shibata had just uh, formed a team after yeah. the long feud. Everyone thought Goto and Shibata were going to win the titles here, and it didn't happen. All right, uh, the next defense was uh, nothing. I don't know if we ever even saw this one. It was uh, Wrestling World 2. As it was always oh, the Taiwan show. Yeah. Uh, they defeated uh, Captain Taiwan at the time. It was Captain New Japan and Hiroki Go. I didn't see the match. I can't comment on yeah, it. I, I, um, I think Jason Felix saw it. I don't remember him yeah, raving about his... it. But, um, yeah, Captain Taiwan and Hiroki Goto. <laughs> <laughs> I want him to just be Captain Taiwan no matter what. But, you see, what's interesting— how sweet would that be if he just— Here's the interesting thing about that match. This is good trivia because Captain New Japan received a title match this year. And a lot of people probably don't realize that. But there you have it. In Taiwan, Captain New Japan challenged for a title in, in, in a very obscure match. And then uh, the next one was against the Briscoes in New York. Yeah. Which, again, disappointing match. It was awful. Yeah, it was no good. You know, people thought, all right, if anyone are going to get a good match out of these guys, <laughs> it's going to be the Briscoes. Well, I, I think I remember that being the worst. Uh, let me let me full, pull up War of the Worlds. I remember that. I thought that was the worst one on War of the Worlds. Yeah, I'm looking through. Yeah, I can't imagine one that was worse. I mean, the decade uh, chaos was, was, I remember, being okay. Yeah, that was, I think, my least favorite match I in the entire I think we gave card. it like two and a half stars or something. Yeah. It was a little 10-minute match, and it wasn't any good. <laughs> And then I think they had, uh, what, they have a total of seven? Yeah, so you had uh, Dominion uh, against uh, Tanahashi and Makabe. Well, they've had six title defenses. Yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, no, it's been seven. Oh, no, yeah, six. Six defenses. Yeah, six successful right. defenses. Yeah, Tanahashi and Makabe. That was probably their best match off the top of my head. I think that's safe to say, yeah. I, 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 off the top of my head, I'd have to go back and reread my review and maybe watch it again, but. Um, looking at these, I think that was probably it. Definitely wasn't the Briscoe match, no. And it wasn't either of the Killer Elite Squad matches. Those were disappointing. So it was probably that match. Uh, then their last one was Destruction and Kobe. Uh, they defeated Okada and Yoshihashi, which I remember, and I remember not. Yeah, that was Yoshihashi getting the double title matches because he also challenged for uh, what was the Never Title I don't, right. on the other yep. show, and that wasn't very good either. This has been. An incredibly disappointing. That's a bad year. That's a bad run right that's there. A, that's a bad run. It needs to end. I think uh, 
you know, it just it makes too much sense. If if it, it doesn't make it makes pretty much zero sense for them to win in the dome. I mean, they have to lose that match. So that was World Tag League. Yeah, that's World Tag League. Uh, let's let's stick with New Japan here uh, for a little bit. Uh, we'll talk uh, before we get to the Wrestle Kingdom card, which I know uh, we're we're looking forward to kind of breaking down and giving you the full card. Uh, but they have some Corkin shows before the 19th and the 20th, I believe, are both Corkin uh, shows. Uh, what are your takeaways from that? Uh, you know, those two shows, or do you want to break them down? Yeah, these are the Christmas. Full, but... These are the Christmas week shows, 19th and 20th. These will be the second and third live streams on New Japan World. There's a live stream on the 15th, which is really nothing more than a generic house show with a bunch of random tags. There's nothing special about that show on the 15th. Very skippable show. Um, but I'm very disappointed. Normally, these Corican shows feature a bunch of uh, wacky singles matches with veterans versus undercard. Yeah, you were talking about the veteran rookie. I think on last week's show, you were talking about, oh, I'm looking forward to seeing these because they do the, the rookies versus veterans. They just do weird sort of... Yeah, and they, they didn't give you that. Weird matchups, yeah. Uh, just real Not quickly before we get into that, just to give you an idea of this show on the 15th, which is being streamed live, it's only a six-match show, and the main event is Captain New Japan and Tanahashi versus, versus, <laughs> versus Yoshihashi and Okada. So yeah, and then the rest of the card is just uh, it's it's nothing but uh, a six man and and tag team matches, uh, the likes of which are just uh, uh, random um, house show type. The, the the best match on paper on the card is the semi main event, which is Hanma and Makabe against Ishii and Nakamura. So that'll that could be a good match if they feel like working hard, but the whole world knows that Hanma's taking the fall, so there's not going to be any drama. But right. that's probably the best match on the show. So yeah, that's the very quickly. The random six-match house <laughs> show on the 15th. But I'll tell you what, I'm going to make sure I'm up for that because I want to see how the stream comes off. So, because um, again, that's that's maybe, maybe that's why they did a throwaway house show as the first stream. Yeah, just to try it out. Yeah, because like no one's going to watch this probably. Yeah, <laughs> like, and if we're going to no one's going to go out of their way to watch this. But well, yeah, more, more more importantly than that, I guess they figure if they have some problems with the stream or yeah, some throwing pains, yeah. no one's missing anything important. So, um, you know, that's essentially their, their, but yeah. So the 19th, let's see, I don't know if you have these in order on the sheet, but it's okay. Uh, I do. Yes. The 19th is on top. Okay. Yeah. Cause I've got, I'm looking at the, uh, they've got all these cards, by the way, on the English language website, if anybody wants to take a look, um, the 19th now, the 20th is the stronger card, but the 19th has Tanaka versus Kamatsu in a singles match to open up the show. So uh, right away, I'm intrigued. Because of Tanaka and Kamatsu, Tanaka has a chance to even this thing at seven and seven with the twenty-three ties here. So we'll see if he can uh, even the score versus. Kamatsu. Could their feud end on a complete seven-seven and then uh, their draws? I, who knows? Could this be it? I don't think that'll be the last match though. They're not working on the next night. It's over. This is it for all the marbles. Third, doing that little card on the third. Um, yeah, I have no idea. I really, <laughs> probably not their last one. And he got uh, Ty- They're pretty sweet. And he got Tiger Mask and Liger against El Desperado and Taichi. That's obviously to further the Desperado uh, Liger Mask issue. Then there's a couple of random six mans that we're not going to get into. Just the, the usual stuff. That you know who they see. are. It's Bushi and Nakanishi and Yano and Sakura and you, you know. The semifinal. This is a six. This is a six match card. Uh, the semifinal is Goto and Shibata with a little tune-up against Naito and Captain New Japan. So Captain New Japan is going to eat a penalty kick or uh, or, or a uh, – I can never pronounce Goto's finisher. He's eating one of them finishers and getting beat there. Now, the main event is a 10-man tag. Is this a survival match, Rich? Because I, I, I cannot uh, – I can't tell you. I don't know. From their English side, it didn't say, and then it does not say on cage match either. That'll change things. If it's... Oh, no, never mind. I, I, on cage match, it says 10-man tag team elimination match, and they're – 
I have no reason to believe that they're wrong. So. You know what? I just I just translated the page I'm looking at, and it's a uh, Road to Tokyo Dome special elimination match. Evil Ways Comeback. This, there you this go. is the Jado return match. Because at the uh, uh, Wrestle Kingdom press conference, he came out of retirement. Did you even know he retired, Rich? I had no idea. Neither did I. Neither did anybody else. But apparently Evil Ways retired. Oh. And he's uh, coming out of retirement. Uh, I guess I, I didn't know it was like a full out. I thought it was just kind of like a, I am going to wrestle less because my body hurts. I don't know. I didn't know it was like a full out retirement, but okay. like Or that we cared. He probably said it and nobody cared because. You know, when I, trans- but right. when I translate this page, Kushida changes to difficulty. <laughs> I think I've seen that before uh, on their site. Yeah, I don't know why that is. Is that. So anyway, uh, uh, no. that changes things. So if you've got a Tanaka Kamatsu opener. And then a uh, elimination match main event. Uh, you know what? With the re-debut of, of Jado. I can so. live with that. So it's Kushida, Taguchi, Makabe, Kota Ibushi, and Tanahashi against Gato, Jado, Ishii, Nakamura, and Okada. That could be a lot That's of fun. That's pretty damn good. I, That's I, I bet you that match is going to be a lot of fun. Um, the rest of the card will be garbage except for the uh, Tanaka Kamatsu opener, which for most normal people uh, will be garbage as well. But you know that we'll be into that, and a lot of our listeners seem to dig those guys too. So little six-match show on the 19th. Stay for the opener. Go get something to eat during the next <laughs> four matches. Take a quick nap, yeah. And then come back for the uh, elimination tag main event. So, And then let's see, the 20th is, uh, I think, the better card. I think everyone would agree is the better card, top to bottom. This is a seven-match show. The opener is, uh, and I think this is what you were alluding to a little earlier, this is Komatsu against El Desperado. So He's breaking off. Big opportunity for Komatsu here. It is. Big opportunity. Uh, Then we've got Tiger Mask and Liger against Bushi and Kushida. You know, the thing about that match is, you, you know, Bushi will probably take the take the fall. Oh, yeah. But would it be... Or, well, Tiger Mask could do it. Yeah. Would it be, sure it could be Tiger exactly. Mask. Exactly. So, right. you know, it, 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 you never know. That I, I don't think that's a... You know, that, that outcome is sort of in doubt. Um, Taguchi and Tenkoji versus Captain New Japan, Nakanishi and Nagata. Uh, Jado, Yoshihashi, and, and Sakuraba versus Taichi, Taka, and Minoru Suzuki. Then we've got a singles match, Toru Yano versus Azuka. The whole world <laughs> is waiting for that one. Um, very disappointing that that that's one of one of three singles matches on these two yeah. Kirk and Hall shows. One of them is a Young Lions match. One of them is a Young Lion versus El Desperado, and the other is, is Toriano <laughs> versus Zuka. I mean, come on. Uh, I'm more interested in the two Komatsu matches. To absolutely. Be oh God, who could? I mean, who who in the world is still interested to see Uzuka and Yano? I don't know. I I really don't know. Uh, Shibata and Goto have another warm up here against Hanma and Naito. Uh, so the night before, it's Naito and Captain New Japan, and then Captain New Japan is replaced by Hanma for this show. So, And then the main event is pretty goddamn awesome. It's Makabe, Abushi, and Tanahashi against Ishii, Nakamura, and Okada. And that's so, traditional. I wonder who is taking the fall here. <laughs> Probably Nakamura. So, <sighs> Are you racking I your really, brain? I, I don't know. No, I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm trying to. I'm actually a little, legitimately. Uh, no, probably Makabe, right? I don't know who who wins, who loses here. I don't know. I think Mobushi, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's... I think Okada pins Tanahashi, right? You think? Yeah, well, I don't know. Set I up the they'll... dome, and yeah, it's the last match, and maybe if they're playing that neck angle, but it's a great match. Yeah, that's on paper. Yeah, I mean, there's no, you know, Makabe. You kind of, I almost 
part of me just just playing devil advocate wish there was somebody other than Makabe in there just because i'd like to be so you know maybe i like a hot yeah, like yeah but it's the it's no i, I get it's it the three no, singles matches on the, on the right exactly and, and that's usually what these these shows are we, we sort of talked about when we previewed before we knew the cards we said they're gonna lump in the singles matches but this is usually they'll do the two singles matches or whatever this is three singles matches lumped into one definitely pretty cool i mean it's a stacked match for sure yeah so and i think that's a much better show than the show on the 19th but um disappointing Cork and Hall lineups for sure. I was expecting uh, much more interesting lineups than that. And then they announced the uh, Wrestle Kingdom card in full. So there's no more questions. Um, it's, it's a four-hour show. Everyone's getting the same four-hour show. And there's no intermission. And there, it's going to be ten matches. There's one pre-show match, yep. which will air, which the, um, uh, the Global Force show uh, airing is not going to show this match because... Uh, if I understood correctly from watching the press conference, it's starting at 3.15 local time. So 45 minutes before the Global Force show hits pay-per-view in North America. They're doing one pre-show match, which is a New Japan uh, Rumble. Rambo. Rambo, as they call it. <laughs> it's a Rambo. A New Japan Rambo, um, which is a uh, Royal Rumble-style battle royal with uh, one-minute between entry as opposed to the two minutes they're not saying how many people are in the match and they're not saying who is in the match that's all being left up in the air i'll read you the exact translation because it fucking rules okay here's what it says one minute time difference battle royal new japan rambo war number of people undecided <laughs> and it says it's a time difference battle royal that one player comes appeared in every one minute starting from single match and continue to exit from losing players and victory of last until the remaining players. It should be noted, also send off player who slipped to the curb across the top rope. <laughs> Participating players in the order will be announced by theme song. So, we don't know who's going to be in it. You're not going to know who's in it until the theme song hits. A new guy's going to come in every minute. Uh, you can. It's 1995 Rumble style. It's 1995 Rumble style, and uh, you were eliminated. Which is fanatic, which is crazy, by the way. If you if you go back and watch, it's very fast. Like you really don't don't get how fast it is, especially with this ramp. Like those dudes are going to be in the ring for maybe 10 seconds before. Well, listen, this thing's starting at 3:15. Yeah, I know they're going to have to hurry it up. So yeah, you better just sprint to the goddamn well, ring. We don't know how many dude. guys are in it. That's what I mean. I don't know. So like, it's, there's 20 guys, though. <laughs> That's like. Well, I think someone broke it down, and they looked at everyone who's on the roster. It's not on, yeah. There's like something like 14 guys or something. I'm sure though there might be a surprise or two mixed in, but um, you can be eliminated, you know, via pinfall uh, submission. But you're also eliminated, Rich, if you slip the curb, to the yeah. curb across the top rope. So there are over the top eliminations here. Uh, don't get thrown to the curb. If you get thrown to the curb, you're out. You got to get out of here. You're out of here. So it's kind of a uh, Royal Rumble style match. Uh, should be interesting. Kind of uh, kind of strange that Yuji Nagata is relegated to presumably this match, um, unless he's Yano's ex. But I guess we should quickly run down the card. We do have the match. Yeah, we have the match order as well. So uh, after that pre-show opener, the opener is the four-way for the junior tag titles. Uh, Red Dragon defending against Time Splitters. Young Bucks and Forever Hooligans. Then yep. we knew about that match. Now here's a match we didn't know about, and kind of had to get made on the fly when Yoshi when uh, Yoshitatsu got hurt because it was originally going to be Yoshitatsu and Hanma against Jeff Jarrett and Bad Luck Fale. Now it's Hanma 
Kojima and Tenzan against Jarrett, Fale, and Yujiro. So uh, they kind of that's inoffensive and fine. I'm okay with. I have no problem with either. Look, it's it's obviously the match I'm looking forward to the least. If we're being completely honest here, but oh, oh, absolutely. You know, as the second match on the show, be very short, especially now that we know more about the time. I mean, that's going to yeah, be it's not going to go so. any longer than ten minutes, and it, it kind of got look. There's really no point for Jared to be here now that Yoshitatsu's hurt, so they kind of got right. booked into a corner there, and uh, that's why they did that big wild melee with uh, with the with uh, Tenkoji saving everybody from the Bullet Club, sort of to set this match up. Jared really doesn't have a role here. His feud is with Yoshitatsu. Right. So, uh, third match is Toru Yano and X against a Suzuki Gun selection team. So, we got three mystery men here. Now, based on the fact that Killer Elite <laughs> Russell One, it's a Russell One <laughs> tribute match. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> based on the fact that Killer Elite Squad attacked Yano, you would think that they'd be the Suzuki Gun selection yeah. team, but why not just announce it then? I don't know. So yeah, that's weird. Something's up here. Is there a new. I don't and know. if it's not Killer Elite Squad, why are you why are you flying these two guys in to, <laughs> to run to in? Be, no, to be in a Royal Rumble for Oh, I see. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. I mean, what's yeah. the point? We know they're booked. I, I they're 100% booked. Mm-hmm. Because Inspire Pro Wrestling is running on the 4th and they couldn't book Archer cuz he's booked here. Uh, so I I've known that he's been booked for for 2 months. But but if they're if they were the team, why not just announce them? What's the big mystery? And if they're not the team, why the hell are you even flying the guys in to do a Royal Rumble? Makes no sense. To me. Yeah, that's very odd. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, I'm sure plane tickets from trip, Texas yeah. and Canada to Tokyo are not cheap. You're putting them up in a hotel. I mean, why are they even there? It just doesn't make any – it has to be the Killer Elite Squad. It doesn't make any sense otherwise. Yeah, why would they not announce it though? Yeah, exa- exactly. I don't know. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It doesn't make sense on either end. I don't get it. And uh, like we said – Like who would the surprise be? Like who, who – like – I mean, everybody else is, is right. Like, I mean, who else could it possibly gonna be, be? Is it going to be Taka and Shelton? It has to. That's be. what I mean. Like, like, what is the other combo that it could possibly be? What's it going to be? Azuka and Taka? That's a team. That's a team I could set my watch. I mean, jeez, right it's the other the, the Suzuki Goon people who aren't booked are Killer Elite Squad, Taka, Azuka, and we don't know whether Shelton Benjamin yeah, apparently maybe is Shelton employed Benjamin. by the company or not. We don't we don't know that because he hasn't worked a tour since. I don't know, June or something. G1, G1. I think G1. G1, right, right. August. So, I mean, it has to be. Shelton is in the lead in G1. Remember that hysteria? Yes. He won his first. It was like first... Knights 5, and he was still, it was like, oh my God. He won like his first three or four matches, and, they, and he was having <laughs> good matches, too. It was really good, and then, then he became Shelton Benjamin again, so. It's, right. it's, um, so I don't know. My worst nightmare is that Yano's ex is Benjamin. I'd, I'd like to see them bring in an outsider here. Mm-hmm. An exciting outsider. Who's a, who's a, who's a, a prediction or a hope? I mean, they're affiliated with Noah. Yeah. So you can get somebody from Noah. You can get like maybe a uh, you know maybe a Daisuke Sakamoto, somebody like that. If you want to go the you know. Oh, that'd be nice. That'd be sweet. You know, if you, you, you maybe like a gimmicky guy, Bob like Sapp. a Bob, Sapp a Bob Sapp. or something. But yeah, <laughs> problem with that is that you know those guys don't come cheap, and you really don't want to. If you're going to spend that kind of money on Bob Sapp, don't you want to announce them ahead of time? You know. No, no. Or, or, does, <laughs> or, or here's the thing: does it, does Bob Sapp even count as a draw anymore? I don't think he, so. Does he? Is he really charging he exorbitant rates to be booked at this point? <laughs> so I don't know. But you know, I, I the point is, I hope it's someone outside the box, and it's not just 
Shelton turning against Suzuki Goon or something. That would be very disappointing. Mm-hmm. Why are we spending so much time? I have no um, idea. The fourth match is uh, Sakuraba versus Suzuki in their, uh, you know, full settlement rules. You know, no pin- full conclusion rules yeah. is what my thing says. So, so. Uh, we knew about that though, and we knew about the rest of these. The, the, the two new matches they announced were the Yano match and the six man. Uh, yep. But we know the match order now. The fifth, and like I said, no intermission. So they're not doing any intermissions. Uh, the fifth match... That's good, because I won't fall asleep then, because I usually fall asleep during those intermissions. I understand they're a good idea for the live audience, but man, they put me to sleep every time, because it's just that one guy staring at the screen, talking for like 30 minutes, and I'm, I'm yeah, done. That one, I never that one commentator that looks like Kojima. Yeah, who just sits there and stares at you, and you're just like, oh, okay. Like, I go get, like, water, I go get a drink, and then I sit down, and they're kind of just like, they do a long shot of the crowd, and the crowd's walking out, and I'm just like, all right, I'm done. Like, like they'll show recaps. Like, they'll eventually get to it, maybe after 10 minutes. They'll start showing, like, clips from the show, but I, I don't last that long, usually. I'm, I'm out. Fifth match but. is Ishii Makabe for the Never title. <laughs> um, sixth match is Taguchi and Omega for the Junior title, which is going to be Omega's first match, because he's not booked on any of the shows before this. So very strange that they're not they haven't booked him at all until this match. Uh, the seventh match is the tag title match with Anderson and Gallows versus Goto and Shibata. The eighth match is Naito versus Styles. Um, the ninth match, which they're billing as double main event, is Nakamura and Ibushi for the Intercontinental title. And of course, the main event is Tanahashi and Okada. So they're not booking like what's interesting here is there's there's no intermission and they're not booking like they could have put the six man in the semifinal spot in case there was a time issue. Right. But they're not doing that. They're booking just like they always do with all of the strongest stuff at the top of the card. The last three matches are Naito Styles, the Nakamura match, and the Tanahashi match. So uh, 10 matches, four hours. Look, that's plenty of time for 10 matches. Um, They shouldn't have a time issue. But then again, you're working with a crew that's not used to time constraints and and that may not be used to hitting time cues. I don't think they're going to have a problem. I think if you can't fit 10 matches into four hours, then you're just doing something wrong. Um, unless someone seriously goes into business for themselves, I can't really see that happening. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there you have it. All 10 of those matches. I know there's a lot of questions on a lot of message boards. All 10 of those matches are on the four hour or within the four hour block. Yeah. They announced that at the press conference. The Battle Royal starts at 315, which uh, what time does this start? In the U.S., 2 a.m.? Uh, yes. Don't quote me, but I'm almost positive. 2 a.m. Eastern? I never know. I never know any of this. So it's like one – it would be 1.15 Eastern for the Battle Royal, and that will only mm-hmm. be on New Japan World. You're not – You said 3.15 Japan time? Yeah. All right, let's so see here. You're not, uh, you're not seeing that Battle Royal unless you're watching on New Japan World. Right. Because that's, that's firmly – it's the zero match. It's the pre-show match. It's not listed as match number one. Match number one is the junior tag match. So, um, you know, if you want to watch Jim Ross, you're not going to see the Battle Royal. Your show is going to start with the junior tag match. So uh, have I stalled sufficiently for you to find that time? I'm still I think it's, it's not, I don't know whatever it is it's, whatever it's, yeah, it's, yeah. figure it out on your own because so. <laughs> then if we say central and people think we said eastern look it up on your own fit so that's your card we're gonna have yeah. a big preview a little closer to the show oh yeah yeah we'll have plenty of stuff but that's plenty the that's stuff. your card that's your match order that answers everybody's questions four hour show 10 matches no intermission one pre-show match on new japan world and it's 35 dollars if you want to pay for jim ross and, right. and watch it on your TV. Well, what are you going to do? Are you, you, you are you going to initially do the, the, the New Japan World, or are you going to do the Jim Ross initially? Because I'm sort of on the fence. I, I'm planning on doing both at some point, but I don't know what I'm going to watch I'm, live. I'm, I might just watch the Jim Ross live. I, now that I know that the entire show 
is is on the pay-per-view, I'm probably going to order the pay-per-view because right. I want to I want to I want to hear Ross call the show for several different reasons. So, um I, but but I don't I don't know. I I, I it's really going to look, either way I'm going to watch Ross at some point. It's just a matter of I'm going to watch him live or I'm going to go back and and listen to his calls because I'm I'm very curious. Um, for a couple different reasons on how on, on how he's going to do. So um, I haven't really I haven't decided which one I'm going to watch live. Yeah, well, at the at the G1 finals, I actually had people come over to watch it with me. So maybe if this time I, I uh, yes, they, these are insane. If people. they come over, you might as well order the paper. Oh, I was going to say then then I I think that's another draw for people to say, hey, look, it's not in Japanese this time. Yeah. So you don't have to look at me and go, wait, who's that? Or like, because I had some I had I, I mean there was a guy he he knows a little bit, but there was a little bit where I had to fill him in a bit of of like, okay, here's what this guy does, you know, here's what this is, here's who he is or whatever. Whereas yeah, if you get Jim Ross and if you get into, you know English, then that's a lot easier. Then I could that's a draw. Then Except I can Ross bring the is doing it for you. Yeah, you can just sit there. And watch. Except when people realize they have to come over to my apartment at <laughs> two a.m. or whatever, but it works I, that's out. That's part of the, it's. It's that's. I said that's part of the fun. That's, what fun. I, that's how I watching wrestling right. in the middle of the night and seeing who falls asleep and who doesn't, because half of them will fall asleep because they're not really right. into it, you know. So we'll see who comes. Uh, one of the interesting things uh, we're, we're talking a little bit about, you know, the, the time constraints. I think the biggest thing, and when you're sort of breaking down the card, and we did that a few weeks ago, we sort of broke down everything. The entrances, especially, and I was looking back at Wrestle Kingdom last year and and, and looking at the show, and I, I've, I'm planning on actually rewatching the show. I'm trying to go through all the kind of the Wrestle Kingdoms now that they're all in uh, New Japan World or all the Tokyo Dome shows, rather. And one thing is the elaborate entrances last year, just stuff that was crazy last year where you had, you know, Devitt came out of a tombstone or something like that. Uh, Tanahashi or uh, Nakamura had all the strippers and his Michael Jackson thing. You know, Tanahashi had the Megadeth guy that was there. That stuff, a lot of that's going to have to be tightened up, unfortunately. I don't know, man. They got four hours. No intermission. They, they, some of that stuff was really long. They four hours with no intermission. I guess the, the, the intermission helps out a lot. This, a lot of that stuff, I mean, the ramp, you have to, it's not a quick ramp to get down either. The intermission was 20 minutes. Yeah. I, you're getting, that's, I don't that's know. That's time for a full match and entrances. And look, you've got at least two or three matches here that aren't going more than 10 minutes. The six man is not going more than 10 minutes. Right. The Yano match with all the mystery men is not going more than 10 minutes. So those are going to be quick. The The junior tag is just going to be, what, 12 minutes of spots at best? That's not going any longer than 12 minutes, the four-way. Mm-hmm. So those first three matches, the total in-ring time on those first three matches is going to be about a half hour. And then, you know, you don't have an intermission. I don't know. Listen, I... If they can't fit this show into a four-hour block, oh no, no, I think they can fit it in. I just don't know if you're gonna be able to do the the ridiculous, you know, some of the stuff they probably want to do with it. I think it's gonna be the same as it was last year. Okay. Because look, how long was the main? Didn't we do the math on this? We did. We did. What was the in-ring time last year? It was like I for, well, I don't remember exactly. <laughs> I don't have it with me, but it was. I think it was a roughly. I think it was an hour and a half or something like that. I mean, if you cut the intermission, those that yeah, the, inter- the no intermission's a, a big help. Twenty minutes just gave you the time to do the elaborate entrances. Mm-hmm. That's like twenty free minutes to play. They were pretty long last year. I don't know if you remember. A couple but. of them were, yeah, but they they aren't they weren't all super long like that. I mean, right. some of them. I mean, um, yeah, Tanahashi's was long because they played the whole song and he had the guitar played, uh, whatever that guy's name is, Feldman, out yep. there playing a guitar. Um, Nakamura with the dance. Some of them were real long, but I mean, you know, some of them were two or three minutes long. Yeah. Oh no, no. I think I, I'm just saying the, the big elaborate ones are probably, and you're probably also going to get a situation where, and it, it makes sense too, because it's not really necessary. Where 
you kind of come back from a, a, a in, in an intro or a, a you know a promo video or whatever and the guys are halfway down the ring or whatever which is fine i i don't mind that either i don't think you necessarily need to show every single entrance every single guy or whatever but we'll see it's not a big deal either way I, i'm excited about it regardless you could so you could even you could start the show with the four junior teams in the ring already right i mean that there's just little things that they're gonna have to do i'm just trying i'm just saying that if they don't want to have these guys all say and, and be very strict about the times yeah. is look we, we can we can get a lot of free time by just making these entrances a lot more concise to big ramp we can have guys walk down you know while 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 the other teams walking back up they can walk down or just just different things you can do i mean and wrestlemania has always kind of dealt with that as well where where you have this big long ramp you want to have these big entrances well they can have guys there's the ways around it where you don't necessarily have to restrict the matches that that's all i'm saying is that we're so worried about the matches being short where i think let's not worry about that the things where they're gonna be able to cut are if they need to cut rather are you know entrances for every single guy, elaborate entrances in some respects, but I, there's no, I mean, they're going to get it. In. Yeah. I don't, I don't think so, you're going to get, yeah. I don't think you're going to get elaborate entrances for every guy. Right. And that, that's all I'm WrestleMania saying. is four hours too, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it tends to go, it sometimes it goes but a little They usually bit have like what, seven or eight matches. Uh, yeah, around there. And, yeah. and usually one or two of them are like a minute long, like a divas match or something like that. Right. Or like five minutes long or something, sometimes even shorter. So less matches. Uh, but the thing with WrestleMania two, for some reason, they insist on playing the hype videos for each match before each, which you've already bought the thing, but they play the hype video anyway, which never makes any sense. Um, I don't know. I look. I don't have any sympathy if they can't fit it in. They got four fucking hours. Figure it. All right, they'll, they'll get it. Figure in. it out. I, I, I look. I was gonna be concerned if it was like twelve or thirteen matches, but with ten matches and four hours, and some of these matches that have no business going longer than ten minutes anyway. If they run into a time issue and Tanahashi and Okada have to go 13 minutes or something, that's I have no sympathy for that. Right, or worse, it gets the pay per view gets cut out before it's over. That would not be good either. Yeah, so. I mean they they just need to figure it out. And and the fact of the matter is, um, being that this you know, if if they do screw up the timing, I don't. I, they should probably just not finish the match. They should say fuck the global force thing and just right and just do their own. I thing, mean yeah. because uh, should they be concerned with? You know, the 4,000 people who bought the pay-per-view, uh, which will essentially probably be a one-off, you know, or should they be concerned with the 100,000 people watching in Japan? Right. Uh, you know, I mean, it's if, – if, but again, I have no sympathy. If there's any kind of issue, I have no sympathy. They have four fucking – figure it out. I mean, geez. Yeah, right. I, I agree. I, I think they got it. I think they'll be okay. Hey, look, if, we'll, if, we'll if Tetsuya out, yeah. Naito doesn't get a special entrance, I think I'll live with it. Right, exactly, yeah. Or, you know, if if Anderson and Gallows don't get a full, you know, don't get 10 minutes to scream too sweet and only get two, that, that that's okay. I, you know, they just fucking we can get figure, over that, figure yeah. it out. Right. All right. Well, speaking of figuring it out, Final Battle, Ring of Honor, which I don't know where that's at. That was a terrible segue, but we'll, we'll let it slide anyway. All right, Ring of Honor, Final Battle, we want to talk about a little bit. Uh, it was a pay-per-view this Saturday. Ran into a lot of issues on the iPay, uh, Sunday, rather. Uh, ran into a lot of issues on the iPay-per-view stream. You watched it live. Did you watch stream or did you watch uh, pay per view? I watched on TV. Okay. Oh, so you, you bought the the. Yeah, pay per view. Okay, and, and was there a reason why you you just sort of just in case or? Nah, I just um I don't know. I I wanted to see it um on my big screen. You know, kick back on my couch and not stare at a. I'm tired of staring at my fucking laptop to watch all these ma these uh, shows. So. Uh, I just. My Chromecast, sir. It doesn't. It doesn't I told, we've been through this. The Chromecast no, doesn't know, work. I, um, mine's, mine's stopped working too. I ended up having to buy a Roku. The, Cro the Chromecast is a piece of shit. I don't know what happened. It worked fine for like four months, and then like 
the last three months, it just doesn't work anymore. I, I, you know, I cannot get anything to work on the damn thing. Where I can get it, I can now if if I'm in the same room with my laptop into a TV, I can get it to work. But otherwise, it just doesn't work. I, I've gotten rid of. I yeah, I use the Roku now. Yeah, which... my Chromecast will not pick up my Wi-Fi signal at all. And then when it does, <laughs> then it doesn't want to pick up the signal from the laptop. It just it doesn't right. fucking work. Um, and if you if, if a quick Google search, I mean, it's not just me and you, like. No, no, no. It's it's universal, and and the app app support has been bad too. It's yeah, it's been. You have to have a perfect. What it is is you really need to have a perfect setup in your home for the Chromecast to to work properly. It just, I, I don't recommend it at all. It's it's a great idea. It doesn't go through theory. rooms like like in my apartment. I if I go into my bedroom and my laptop's in my you know in the living room or whatever, it won't work. But if I bring the Chromecast into my living room, then it's okay. So now at this point, it just casts things ten feet away to a TV. So it's just kind of like well that. That really what do you think doesn't do a whole lot for me but now that you have a roku what do you think of the wwe network on the roku as opposed to the uh computer i actually like i like the roku setup a lot better Yeah, it's like a million times better actually the, the year by year i never realized because i got used to now doing the roku thing and, and what i tend to do is i go by year i go i don't think in pay i don't think in survivor series when, when i'm looking for survivor series in 1993 as a hypothetical i don't think survivor series and then click to 93 i think go to 1993 right. And on the Roku, it lets you do that, which is cool because it, it, it helps when you're sort of binge watching stuff because you're like, okay, I finished, you know, WCW Slambery, you know, 2000. Now I'm going to go on to this or whatever. God forbid, don't ask me why I'm watching WCW or whatever. But, you know what I mean? Whereas as, as on the – you don't know – it's not in chronological on, on the, the PC, which is weird. I, I forgot that until, you know, I started using the Roku and then I went back to my PC to use it once and I went, wait a minute. This is ridiculous. Why is it this way? But, no, I like to set up on the Roku Live. It's very easy. Very yeah, easy. Yeah, of the four devices that I've that I've Works smooth, around, too. Works smooth. So crazy. smooth. Of the four devices I've seen the network on, the Roku is by far my favorite. Uh, yeah. Number one, because it's right there on your TV, which makes everything better. And number two, like you said, the menu is just so more intuitive than any other – than all the other devices that I've used. And the PS4 uses the uh, the PC method where it, where it's it's broke down by show and, and not in chronological, which is weird. It, it's again, I, I've I'm spoiled now with the Roku, but I like I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah the Roku is the Roku is a real nice setup for that. So hopefully, uh, you know, eventually the New Japan World hopefully will have a Roku app as well. I know they've talked about a million devices and have never mentioned Roku as one of them, but um, hopefully at some point uh, that's one of them as well. But yeah, I ordered the ROH uh, on pay per view. Um, now, there's been a lot of different opinions on Terminal 5 and how it came off on TV. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people complain that it looked dark and they didn't like the way it looked. I thought it looked great. I, I Yeah, when, so when I, when I watched the show, I watched it the day after everybody else watched it because um, I watched it on, on Monday because I was not going to watch Raw. And, and that's what I heard is, is, is you know Dave Meltzer on his radio show said the lighting was terrible. On his report, he said the lighting was terrible. I look online and everyone's saying, oh, this building looks awful. Uh, you know, because I'm thinking – it's like Ring of Honor usually is where they're shooting into, you know, directly into a low-hanging light grid or whatever, and you can't see anything. So when I turn on the show, I'm watching through the first match, and I'm going, okay, when's the lighting get bad? And I'm like, this is fine. It looks really good. And, and you know, that's what the lighting was. It was a little darker, but as we mentioned in our Lucha Underground things, dark is not bad. We're so used to just everything in WWE just being bright as shit. Everything is just bright and backlit, and there's colors and all this sort of stuff. Not all wrestling has to be that way. Some of the best wrestling ever is 
darker. I mean, the old Madison Square Garden stuff you watch, they dim the lights on the crowd. That's fine. There's a light on it. I mean, there's shadows. Real life has shadows. Real life has this sort of stuff. I thought the lighting was fine here. I thought it was cool. I thought it came across as like a fun atmosphere that you'd want to be in. Yeah, I, I thought it looked I, – I really liked the look of Terminal 5. I thought the venue uh, didn't look low rent at all. I thought it looked unique. Um, I thought I didn't have any issue with the lighting at all. Um, no, I, I was I was dumbfounded by why so many people were complaining. But, uh, yeah, I, I but a lot of people really hated the way it came off. So maybe it was a TV versus eye pay per view thing. I don't know. Um, I watched an eye pay per view. I so I don't know. <laughs> I, I that's I was watching. It was fine. Yeah, the eye pay per view. I watched I watched the replay on Ring of Honor's website. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't get that. I mean, it was I, I. If people listening have you know what their problem was, let me know. I thought the lighting was was fine. I mean, the the ring was lit okay. I mean, there was there was some shadows, but that's I think we're so used now to to what WWE presents as you know a, a television product or whatever, and we forget that. Doesn't everything doesn't have to be just crazily lit? Like it, it, it doesn't. It's okay. The wrestling is still the same, even if they're slightly in in shadows. Exist sometimes. It's okay. Like you know, it's it's fine. Yeah, I, did, I agree. It didn't look. It, it looked professional to me. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, and that's the thing. That's I was I was expecting to turn this on and not look professional. It looked professional. It just did not look like WWE. It looked like it was a professionally lit show that had some sort of mood. I don't want to say mood lighting. That that's a way too basic way to do it. But you look at the difference between the Lucha Underground and Lucha Underground is intentionally meant to be a little bit darker, a little bit harsher, whereas WWE is very very bright and very open and that sort of stuff. Where it, that's fine. I, I am okay with the difference because I think the biggest thing is it looked different. I thought that was. The production I thought was great because you had that 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 camera from the top like Lucha Underground has, where it was from the balcony, which I thought was cool. Just seeing different shots, there wasn't a straight hard cam shot that we're so used to. It was they required you know in ring stuff. They required the overhead shot. I I, I lo- the production I thought was was great. I thought the arena came off great. The bigger issue to me was the sound because it sounded like the crowd was dead all night. Now I I knew I have several people who I know who were in the building, and they said the crowd was going nuts all night. I, I don't know. Maybe that was just their perception. You could sort of see them. I, I, you could see them sort of reacting a little bit. No, I, I don't think it came across real bad, but I don't think it came across like super hot. But I thought you got an idea. That well, I was, I was texting it, people and I was like, why is the crowd so dead? And they, they were all giving me the same answer. Like, what are you talking about? The crowd's not dead at all. This is a hot crowd. And I was like, well, that's not coming across on TV. Um, e- even for some of the matches where you would think like, like the, the Young Bucks match, you know, didn't really come across. I mean, it didn't really come across like a crazy crowd, but apparently from the people there, they were telling me that it was. Um, so the sound didn't really come across. The other complaint I got from people live was that um, no matter where you were sitting, the sight lines were awful because it wasn't it wasn't like uh, auditorium style seating. You were just like behind someone on a level plane. So it was kind of tricky even when you were on those higher levels. So it was really tough for people to see unless they were, you know, right there on the floor. The other complaint was that Terminal Five is, uh, you know, a beautiful building and, and and a nice venue, but it was nowhere near a uh, a stop a subway stop. So people had to walk 15, 20 minutes to get from the closest subway stop to the building, which annoyed a lot of people. And it actually annoyed the, – the two people I know that went to the show were beyond pissed off, and they're never going back because they, they, they don't want to walk. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the middle of fucking – it's the middle of winter, and you're walking 20 minutes from the – I mean, that, that's, I wouldn't have went. I tell you that right now. I, I would. I would. I'm not walking. <laughs> you guys are soft. I'm sorry. You New Yorkers. Not, you New Yorkers are soft. I'm not walking 20 minutes in the dead of winter uh, to, to get to a wrestling show. Sorry. That's not happening. I, it would never happen. I'll stay home and watch where it's warm. Um, and, and that was a big complaint. Uh, that I got from everyone I know that was there. 
Um, we had a bunch of Twitter followers as well that, that responded as like, I mean, I, I walk about that every day, but I get that. And New York's a different style, and it's just different when you when they 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 said it was close, right? I, I didn't it was read that close. copy, but they said it was very. That's close. That's not close by New York. There's a there's a subway in New York standards are way. In New York City, though. there's a subway stop every ten fucking minutes. So that that wasn't close by New York standards. I can tell you that, um, you know, uh, Manhattan Center is literal like pretty much across the street from Penn Station. Yeah. So when they went ran Manhattan, everyone's used to Manhattan Center, where you just first of all you're getting off at of Penn Station, which is a you know a major hub, uh, right there, Madison Square Garden. You're coming out from uh, Madison Square Garden. You basically just walk across the street and you're at the Manhattan Center. Boom. You know, two minute walk, easy, nice and easy. Doesn't matter what the weather's like. It could be raining and you'd barely get wet. Okay, you're just running across the street and you're at the Manhattan Center. So they went from super convenient to all right, now you got to trek three or four blocks in the middle of December. You know, I had one guy texting me, ah, oh, this Joe Coff. I mean, I got, he's like, I got to dig, <laughs> I, I got to dig a scarf out of mothballs just so, and, and freeze to death walking to this show. So a lot of people were not happy with the long walk to the venue. It's apparently way uptown where the subway doesn't even go. So that's another problem too. And before they went on the air, uh, you know, Kevin Kelly, you know, when they were trying to hype up the crowd, said, what do you guys think of Terminal 5? And a Hammerstein <laughs> chant broke out yeah. as the fans voiced their displeasure at the uh, – at, at have, you, have you ever been in the arena for a, a, a chant for another arena? I have. <laughs> I have not. Oh, I was at uh, – because Chicago once, uh, Ring of Honor, they ran a show at the Windy City Fieldhouse once. Uh, and they usually run the Frontier Fieldhouse in Chicago Ridge, which is is, is a suburb of Chicago. It's, it's probably – it's south of, of the city. And this was ran in the north side of the city or whatever. So we get to this arena. It's at the Frontier Field. I was just fine. It was more convenient for me. I had a buddy that lives not that long from there. I actually play uh, basketball. I played in a basketball league there not too long. It was kind of funny to go in there. So we get to the arena. You get there, and it's super crunch. Where the Frontier Fieldhouse is this giant, and they just open up the whole thing to, to Ring of Honor. It's, you know, they have free reign. They put some boards up, you know, or they put some curtains up or whatever. Whatever. It's a, it's a giant arena. You can sit wherever you want. It's, it's nice and open. Well, you get to the Frontier Fieldhouse. We're roped into this section. It's like it's like a, only a basketball. Like they gave they gave ROH like two basketball courts. Which okay, that's fine, whatever. So we're sitting, and you're 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 sitting real close to everybody. They they crunched all the seats together. Your back's up by by a you know by a curtain or whatever. Then it gets worse because all of a sudden you start hearing noises in the background. We're wondering what the hell's going on. They're still doing soccer tournaments in the background. Oh, so while the while the matches are going on, you're hearing whistles, you're hearing people yelling, yeah. you're hearing chants. So like the wrestlers, it, it took maybe three matches for guys to realize the whistle wasn't for them. Because there was a match where then I forgot who was wrestling, but the whistle went off and he stopped and looked oh, and was I like, like oh. "It's compulsion, like just like right, like who's whistling? Like why is somebody in the crowd whistling? Like who let this guy? Like somebody stopped this guy whistling and they realized, oh wait, we can't stop this whistling because it's a part of the damn arena. That's like Flyer Skate Zone in Voorhees where CZW and sometimes right. WWN live runs. They put a curtain up and on the other side of the curtain there's hockey. Right, exactly, right, yeah. So we're, we're going on, and worse yet, I was sitting back to the curtain. Soccer balls kept hitting people in the back row of the curtain oh, because, that, I mean, that's up against where they're having a soccer. So guys were bumping into you. There was matches going on. It was just so bad. So so halfway through the – like, I forgot what happened. Like, maybe a whistle went off, and somebody got really annoyed, and then all of a sudden they started a Frontier Fieldhouse chant. Yeah, yeah. And Ring of Honor never ran the Windy City Fieldhouse ever. So. <laughs> well, they're going to keep running Terminal 5. The fans can chant uh, Hammerstein all they want, but Ring of Honor is not going to pay that new exorbitant fee that they're at. 
asking. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all TNA, baby. TNA likes to put that money through the shredder. Uh, but Ring of Honor found a cheaper venue, and you know people are just gonna have to walk those twenty minutes if they're gonna want to get to. But man, when they went, uh, when they went said, when they said way uptown, they weren't lying. I, I just did a uh, uh, Google Maps of it. Yeah. Do you know where that's at? I, yeah, it's far. That's like right next to the river. I mean, that's way I'm telling far. you, it's not <laughs> close to anything. It's it's way out there. People are not – locals are not happy. I mean, we had some Twitter followers saying, ah, oh, they're whining, big deal. Listen, I, the locals – I listen, you could say whatever you want. I'm telling you right now, the locals are not happy about how far this venue is. They just aren't. Yeah, it's sort of a car dealership. It's, <laughs> it's way out there. And in the dead of winter, I, they, people don't want to walk. People are not used to walking that far in New York. The subway will take you right up to anybody's doorstep. You know, it's just it's a different kind of – it's crazy. I, it, it, was a, it was a pretty massive complaint I was getting from people. I, look, I, don't, I drive to my mailbox. I don't even walk to my mailbox. <laughs> so I, I don't walk anywhere. Joe Lanza does not walk. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, if I'm going to exercise, I'm gonna, I don't exercise unless I'm explicitly exercising. That, that's, that's how I live. All right? I literally drive to my mailbox because we have these – You don't have to admit that. Yeah, we, yeah, we have these <laughs> – for some reason, you know, they, 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 do, they do this gimmick now because my house is fairly new. It was built in 2009. So they have this new gimmick now in these neighborhoods where they don't put the mailbox in front of your house anymore. They put the mailbox – they have like – they put all the mailboxes in one central location – so the mailman could just pull up to one spot, deliver the mail in 10 minutes to everybody, and then get the hell out of there instead of going up to everybody's house. This is how they do things now, apparently, at least in Texas. I don't know. So my mailbox is like down the block. I don't walk to that fucking thing. I get in the car, <laughs> and when I'm on my way to, to work or whatever, I stop at the mailbox and get my mail. I would never – I see these people walking to the mailbox. I'm like, these people are crazy. Just drive over to the mailbox. <laughs> Next time you leave the house, drive to the mailbox. What are they walking to the mailbox for? Anyway, so – uh yeah, walking stinks. Nobody likes to walk. Come on, <laughs> get lost. Why walk if you don't have to walk? Well, I have to. I don't have. A, if you have, have to walk, park, all right. But if, yeah. if you don't have to walk, what the hell are you no, walking I, yeah. for? Life is too short to be walking places. <laughs> Give me a break. So anyway, final battle. Uh, so the actual. Let's talk about actual matches here. I uh, started off with a four corner survival match. It was Hanson, Jimmy Jacobs, Mark Briscoe, and Caprice Coleman. Hanson won uh, pretty easily. This was a, really just a showcase for Hanson, which was good. I, I think he's a guy that they obviously have a lot of confidence in, a lot of guys that they want to build up. I thought this was the idea. Of this match was fine, and it was executed perfectly fine as well. Fun match. Hanson looked great. Fun match. Not much more to say. Good stuff. All right, so. A uh, match that you and I both sort of scoffed at, or we, we said it would be our least anticipated match, it was the Roderick Strong defeating Adam Page uh, a little over 12 minutes. I l- really enjoyed this match. I, what you I think? loved it. Yeah, I thought it was this fantastic. Was great yeah. storytelling. Uh, Roderick Strong gets too much shit. He's an excellent pro wrestler. And this was tremendous storytelling. Uh, the idea, you know, Page passing out in the stronghold, proving himself to some of the members of Decade. Others are still skeptical. I like this little story they're doing. You, the Decade is never going to be more interesting than they are right now um, because it's just a dry group. But uh, this Page story gives them a little juice. I thought it was great storytelling, and I enjoyed this a lot. Yeah, I thought this is the best Page ever looked, and he worked. He worked the style in sort of a, a pseudo sort of babyface style, where of course he passed out, and that's how he lost. You know, he was high impact moves. You know, kind of coming working from under or whatever. I thought it was interesting to, that he sort of did that dynamic, and it tells you sort of the long term story. Is he's probably not in decade forever. He's not going to be. You know, something's going to happen, and where those guys are going to turn on him. Whatever. Either way, he's probably going to go babyface at some point. But I'm okay with that because I thought he looked great in this context and in, in this match especially. So I really, liked I really enjoyed him. Yeah. 
I really enjoyed it. Uh, another singles match here was Michael Elgin versus Tommaso Ciampa. I, I enjoyed this as well. It was really good. I liked it. It wasn't as good as their match at, uh, at PWG. Um, I thought their PWG match was a lot better than this, but this was a different kind of match. Agreed. The PWG match was a balls-to-the-wall, bomb-throwing... A PWG match. Yeah, it was yeah. a PWG match, exactly. It was worked for the Reseda crowd, and, and, and uh, I really liked it in the context of PWG. This was a slower-paced match. The crowd really didn't react to it, though, because not so much because of the work, but because the story was shit. I mean, the whole Michael Elgin... They're not invested in like, Elgin. Being a, that, that's, well, the other thing is... This story has been done in Ring of Honor a million times with with the wrestler being against the company, and nobody cares anymore. I mean, come on. So the build was bad, and as a result, the fans weren't really into it. Um, I, I don't think it was as good as the PWG match, but it was it was fine. It was worked at a nice pace. And let me tell you something. This is when the feed initially dropped on the iPay-Per-View because a bunch of people uh, – I was live tweeting, tweeted and said, what's going on? We know you're watching TV because our feed is gone. And this was the first of many problems for the iPay-Per-View, which Ring of Honor should just stop doing iPay-Per-View. I mean, how it's many just... times are we going to talk <laughs> about this? They're on traditional pay-per-view now. They should focus on getting clearance on as many cable companies as they can and then do a video on demand afterwards for everybody else who can't get it as on pay-per-view. As quick as possible. Make, make, make the goal to do it as quick as yes, possible. Yes, and just stop but... even trying to show it live because all you're doing is pissing people off and driving them to look for pirated feeds. Right. How many people were telling us on our Twitter feed that they found pirated feed? And you know, next time, well, yeah, and, and next time, what are those people going to do? They're not going to waste time paying for the stream that they don't think is going to work, and they're just going right. to watch the pirated feed. Well, and worse yet, we had people, in, including our reviewer Warren Taylor, who said, "Okay, you know, I woke up, you know, the next day because the, the feed, my feed dropped, and I just gave up." So the next day, he woke up and went on the Ring of Honor's website to review, it, and they didn't. Ha- they they said they had the, via, the video on demand, but it was two minutes. It was like two minutes of the of a tag match or something. And he goes, well, what the hell, you know, what's going on with this feed? And what does he get replies of is, hey, these pirate sites have it up in full already in good quality. Right. I mean, come on. I mean, that, you, 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 people don't want to, to pirate. I mean, that, I think that's always the issue that, that we, we run into is that wrestling fans, everybody assumes that wrestling fans want to pirate stuff. We always don't want to pirate stuff. If you make it more convenient and offer better quality and offer better stuff, I'll pay you. Absolutely. But it's so – I mean so few companies get that right, whereas you look at a Ring of Honor where this replay wasn't up until – you know, it, it took a while for the replay to be up. That thing's got to be up real quick. I am a firm – Or else why would I not go away and do it? Why would I not go pirate? I mean to, don't give me a reason to do it. You have to have it up by the next day. I am a right. firm believer. You know this. I'm a firm believer that people who pirate were never buying it in the first place for, for the most part. But if you're giving people no choice, <laughs> if, 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 the, if the pirated product is better than the, the, the legal product, you're driving people to pirate who would have right. paid. And that's – Right, like a Warren Taylor now who, who went through the entire night where it didn't work. Now next time, he's probably going to say, hey, these pirate sites that got it up real quick, let me seek them out. I mean why yeah. not? If I mean, they had it perfect quality and, and – right. I mean like it makes – that's logic there is, OK, your, your feed sucked and I had to pay for it. This feed was good and I, I got it for free. Just – OK? Like – Just ridiculous because the pirated yeah. sites – they're streaming the pay-per-view broadcast is what they're doing. Right. It's, it's, and it's, and it, it's uninterrupted. So I assume that's what they did anyway. Cause I had no, yeah. is, I had no issues on the pay-per-view. It ran. No, I know everybody that used the pirate sites had no problem either. So, so that must've been what they were, because the, the legal streams all dropped during the Elgin match. And then there, it was buffering wheels the rest of the night for everybody. This wasn't a, I have bad internet thing. 
No, this was, yeah. This was, or, or Dave Meltzer not knowing to refresh his, his No, computer this was just everyone getting a buffering. After the, the free preview of New Japan. So, yeah. After this, yeah, everybody, a lot of people dropped out. But if you've seen these, uh, the rest of the card was real. I, I enjoyed the hell out of the rest of the card. You had the Young Bucks and ACH defeating the Addiction, uh, which was uh, obviously Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian and Cedric Alexander. This was, it wasn't, I, I had ridiculous expectations for this. I thought it was going to be crazy insane. It was insane. It wasn't crazy insane, but it was still really good. It was a good. great match. I mean, it was just a great match. It was it was the Young Bucks doing what the Young Bucks do, and ACH unleashed, and, uh, you know, everyone on the other side was good, too. It was just a great match, you know? It, it's just, this is, the Young Bucks had one fucking hell of a year, and this will probably be their last big show of the year, I guess, right? Because they're not doing any of the New Japan stuff. It's uh, from purely 2013, yeah, or, or 14, rather, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, they just... Ring of Honor doesn't have anything big. Yeah, they might have some little spatulas here and there, but yeah, that's it. This is just a lot of big, fun. Yeah. I mean, look, if you don't like this match, you're just a grump and you don't like fun. That's right. the kind of match it was. It was just... It wasn't very, yeah. I mean, it wasn't serious at any point. ACH was just yucking it up like he usually he came does. came out in a Bullet and... Club shirt. Right. <laughs> I mean, just some of the spots, too, like the double, you know, the super kicks and that sort of stuff. I mean, I get how people can, oh, I, you know, I'm bored of the super kicks, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah, it's just, it, it's, it's. This was a, this, this, it was a fun yeah. Young's Buck. It was a fun Young Bucks match with a bunch of cool spots. And then uh, they hit the Meltzer driver and then ACH used a 450 and he got the pin on uh, Alexander. So um, I kind of thought they would punish ACH for missing that Toronto show, but he's been booked pretty strong since then. So, yeah, because they buried him on that on that show when he didn't show up. They buried him on the air. And, and yeah, we sort of were worried about his long-term future. Maybe they'd but... fire him, which right. would have been justified. I mean, he missed the fucking show, but they haven't even heard him in the booking. I mean, he even got the fall here, so I don't know. Who knows? All right. Uh, we had Moose defeating Artie Evans in another uh, just kind of angle fest here. You you called it a thing, I think, and then in, on the live tweeting, other people said that. I, I enjoyed this for what it was, but yeah, as a match itself, it wasn't great. I think you're the only guy who enjoyed it because this was the worst thing on the show and was really the only match on the show that wasn't what I would call, at minimum, good. Every other match on the show was was good or very good or excellent. Um, this was bad. I, I don't know what they were going for. Um, R.D. Evans... He's he's a creative guy, and he tried some things here that just didn't work, like intentionally blowing spots and yeah, that I didn't get. It just it didn't work, and um, it just didn't work. It was it was it just it stunk. It's it's the, it was the worst thing on the show, but luckily it was the only thing on the show that that wasn't any good. Mm-hmm. The the big story here was Veda Scott turning on R.D. Evans, so now the entire old R.D. Evans crew has now turned on him, and now they're all with Prince Nana. So. Right. And, you know, anything that gets Prince Nana back in the picture is fine with me. That guy's tremendous. We talked about that in the preview. And now uh, we'll see where Evans goes from here. I assume this feud will just continue. And uh, I think so, too. Yeah. yeah. So not sure the long term, but yeah, Stokely will get his his comeuppance or something. So, yeah, uh, or something. Who knows? Uh, Jay Lethal, uh, Matt Seidel for the ROH World Television title. This I it wasn't as good as I kind of thought it was going to be coming. I enjoyed it, but I don't think I was blown away by it. See, I liked it more than you. I thought this was a really good match with a really cool finish. Um, I, I think Jay Lethal is severely underrated. I mean, this guy's time. He's been great. Yeah, if you watch Ring of Honor television, he's been great. His, if, if you're just kind of a guy that relies on, on narratives and, and, and other stuff, you might not. Like, but really, if you watch him this year and especially watch TV, he's he's great. I don't see what's not to like about him. I mean, this guy, I, yeah, I don't. his timing is perfect in the ring. He's a wrestler's wrestler. He's always where he belongs. Um, he always has exciting matches. 
uh, he's he's just a great. He, you watch him; he does the little things so well. I mean, and you know, um, you, look at the finish of this match where where Seidel is doing. I guess it was like a 450, or or, or was it a? Um, it was either a 450 or it may have been a shooting star. I think it was a shooting star press, and uh, just lethal's timing and hitting that cutter. Yeah, oh, you're thinking of the uh, the shooting star. Yeah, it was right? a shoot. He did a shooting yeah. star, and then Lethal hit the cutter, and that was the finish. I thought it was like just a fucking awesome finish. And uh, Lethal is just a great pro wrestler. I mean, he's just he impresses me more and more every time. Or was the finish where he was doing off the springboard? I don't know what it was, but he used. The, I don't recall. I, I, don't yeah, I think, I think he, he was doing a springboard something. The exact move was, but it, it was off the ropes, and then and, and, and you know, it's just Lethal's timing always strikes me as pretty. He's always where he belongs. Uh, he has has good matches against different varieties of people. And uh, I, I like this a lot. And, 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 you know, Lethal's doing a traditional heel with a traditional heel manager who helps yeah. him cheat to victory. And it's just old school and it works and it's good. Seidel is just kind of there. And he's always, I mean, he's, he's long been anything what people expected him when he's come back to Ring of Honor. I think people expected something more. I, to me, he's never been a guy that's kind of just been a blowaway guy. I mean, even, even before he went to WWE, even before the Evan Bourne years, he was just kind of there for me. And, 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 and I, I enjoyed it. But yeah, I, I, in general, I don't think Matt Seidel's tremendous. See, I like, but, I like Seidel better than you because I think, I think when he's at his best, he is tremendous. And I think that uh, – but here's the thing too. I don't know if he's a contract guy. I think he's still kind of like a freelancer, isn't he? Okay. I, I'm not positive. I mean he's on a lot of their TV and a lot of their shows, so I don't know. I mean he's a featured guy in a lot I of I mean I, I, I could be wrong because I, I kind of thought maybe he was kind of still doing his own – his indie thing for now until the bookings dry up. You know what I mean? And then that, – that, that could be possible. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I know they, they do use him a lot. So Yeah. Either way, all right, uh, then we move on to a match I was definitely looking forward to, and it definitely lived up to expectations, was Red Dragon versus the Time Splitters for the uh, World Tag Team titles, the ROH World Tag Team titles. Uh, what can you say? Great. It was a great match. Better than Cebu Dome, but not as good as the uh, – I forget I, I forget what show the other one was. Um, um, I'm blanking on it Yeah, now. but what the, hell the second match, whatever, the, wherever the second one was. Yeah, where the hell was but, that uh, I, You know, so yeah. – but, but a great match, you know, uh, in the four-star range. Um, I think I like the six-man better than this, but, you know, I wouldn't – argue with somebody who preferred this one to the six man uh from earlier in the show and uh now they're two one up on the time splitter the time splitters won the first match the uh red dragon have won the last two matches including taking the iwgp junior titles uh in in the last match i guess that would have been dominion or power struggle what what like what uh, i think it maybe power struggle the, it's right. the november show what's that one called because it was after uh, it was after red dragon won the uh junior tag league doesn't matter. Whatever the last New Japan, <laughs> uh, the previous New Japan. I'm t- uh, I'm terrible with the names of. Uh, I think Power Struggle. That sounds right, but I'll I'll confirm. <laughs> so. so you know, but yeah, this 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 was an excellent match. Probably at no no worse than the the third best match on the show, depending what you thought of the main event. So if you're the kind of guy who was really in, uh, we're, you're right. Power, power struggle. struggle. Yeah. So we got it. Yeah. What do we What do we give that one? Our site wide. Who did this review here? Brian Rose. What did Brian Rose give this bad boy? He gave it a. Oh, Brian. Uh, four and a quarter. Yeah, and I think I gave Sabu Dome three and three quarter. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- I thought, I, yeah, I, I, I agree with that hierarchy. Yeah, and uh, this one I think would be right in that four range, three and three quarter, four range for this one. So to me, this is this was the second best. Of the three, but they, you know the, these two teams have really good matches together, and yeah. Red Dragon has really added something to that uh, to that New Japan Junior Tag Division, mm-hmm. you know, and and uh, instead of the same three teams all the time, so uh, yeah, this was a good match, and uh, you know it's uh, 
you know, what, what more can I say about it? They're 2-1 now, and this this would probably lead you to believe that Red Dragon's going to lose on the 4th, right? I mean, I don't know. Do you see them retaining on the 4th? Or I can't see them retaining. I, I can't. I mean, I, I guess if we knew the long-term plans of O'Reilly and Fish or whatever, or what they were doing, but yeah, I, I, this, it seems too obvious that they drop the titles at, at, at 4th, and, and they can come back and do something else, but yeah, that that's, that, I mean, that makes logical sense that time splitters would get it back, but who knows? All right, then we went to the main event here with a fight without honor, who was uh, the ROH world title. Jay Briscoe defending it against Adam Cole. And uh, in a bit of a surprise, at least for some people, uh, Jay Briscoe retained. Now, look, you kind of warned me last week, fight without honor. It's going to be, you know, weapon heavy. Look, mm -hmm. this stuff isn't really my cup of tea. It didn't need to be, too. That, that's sort of what, when it was over, I just kind of was like, yeah, I just kind of wanted them to have a really good match and not Yeah, I mean, thumbtacks in the mouth and chairs, and I, I didn't need all that. Yeah, I get that it was a feud blow-off, and it's this intense feud, and they hate each other, and they want each other dead. And I get it, and I'm not really mad that they did it this way. It just isn't my cup of tea, and it's not that I didn't like it. I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah, oh no, absolutely. It was it was good. It was great at, at what it was aiming to be, but I I I I, I I didn't want that. This stuff doesn't. You know I mean? This stuff just. This stuff just doesn't do anything. I've just for seen me. it so much I now. Just, it's I, all right. Know, yeah. Everyone will always remember the spot where he dumped the tax in Briscoe's mouth and then gave him the super kick to the face. I mean, that was a crazy spot. Um, you know, this the stapling the the the, the tickets to Briscoe's head, um, with the staple gun and and uh, you know I, I don't know. It's just, it, it, some people like that stuff though, and I understand why they do. And it, it does work sometimes for a feud blow off like this. It's just this kind of match is never going to really get me off, though. It's just I, I, I don't know how else to put it. It's just not really my. And it's it's been an intense feud, but I don't know if it's been that. You know what I mean? Where, yeah, you've had their brawls and stuff, and it's been a little bit of back and forth. But I I really reserve this stuff for stuff that's really, 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 really blood. Generic Osteen. And, right. And that's that's exactly the example I was going to bring up is that is a story with, you know, a four year build or whatever. Another year build on top of that. Like just a guy. I mean, that that's that's your match where you give me a bunch of weapons that makes sense that El Generico goes no you know what I will use whatever I can to just destroy you. I didn't get that same vibe with this this build here I mean it was okay I mean yeah I, I, I get that for a bit but this build seemed to be more of you know I'm better than you so I beat you at the end you, you know whereas yeah the scene Generico there was no choice but for that to be a blood you know a, an ending like this whereas this didn't necessarily need it but it was alright it was still great I mean uh, we're putting it down but I thought it was still a really oh, yeah, good yeah. match and, and a really good show overall I mean just an awesome show I think this was one of the best shows in North America this year it will definitely be on the short list yeah I'd have to kind of go back and look at, at a few other shows uh yeah, WWE, there's been some different ones that people have said have been, you know, I thought SummerSlam was the best. Other people disagreed and said I was wrong. I think you're and 100, and all, right, is, all right, listen. I think you're 100% correct. Last night, okay. I went through all the WWE pay-per-views this year. And, yeah, SummerSlam, I, I don't even think it's close, honestly. I think SummerSlam was easily the best. Well, I had ton of, I had people, I remember I, then after SummerSlam ended, I said I thought that was the best summer, or, you know, event of the year, and people just jumped down my throat. No, yeah. Elimination Chamber, no this, and no that. Remember, yeah, but I mean... Right. What what show? Look, there's a lot of people who liked WrestleMania. We admit that we're uh, we differed on that. We didn't really yeah. like it that much. So we we admit that we didn't like WrestleMania as much as some other people. But aside from WrestleMania, what WWE show was better than Summer? What what one are they giving you? Right, and that's what I've always no. I always ask people, and they're always they just spit out, oh, here's a bunch, you know, here's a collection of a bunch. And Elimination Chamber is one I always get. That had two good matches, but the rest of it was garbage. Yes. Like, that's the, that's where SummerSlam to me sticks out, and that's where this 
sticks out of Final Battle is, look, yeah, Final Battle, and, and that's, I think, where we differ a lot of times with people, or where I differ, rather, uh, personally with people, is when I look for a good show and a good, and what I would consider the best major show of the year, I don't look for one or two awesome matches and then, oh, fuck the rest, whatever, who cares? I look for top to bottom, what can I sit down and watch and be entertained by for three hours or whatever? Elimination Chamber, WWE, yeah, cool, you had two really good matches on there, but the rest of it's total garbage wrestlemania had one or two really good matches but the rest I, it, is nothing SummerSlam to me when you look back at the card and i remember watching it was it was over and i went this is a show that i could right now turn back on and go i'd be perfectly okay watching this for another three hours and final battle when it was over i said you know what hey if i had an, an extra two hours i'd probably go back and rewatch the last half final battle to me, final battle had one match that wasn't any good the rest was good exactly and that to me that is always how what, i value what, w- what i consider the best show what, yeah there's nothing what, there's yeah, nothing what wwe show this year was as good as Final Battle, top to bottom. Now, maybe there was a w- there had been WWE shows this year where the best match was better than anything on Final Battle. Absolutely, one hundred percent. There's probably been a couple, but in terms of bell to bell, start to finish, how many WWE pay per views this year only had one bad match? The answer is zero. Right. <laughs> the answer zero. is zero. There was a lot of WWE shows that had one or two really good matches. SummerSlam had four or five, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I think it was the best show of the year. WrestleMania, I didn't even the matches people thought were great. I didn't think were that great, so that's why I didn't like WrestleMania because I didn't. The Daniel Bryan Triple H match was a three and a half star match for me. Nice little match, but you know, not the match of the year contender people think it is. And I hated the main event. We don't need to go over that again. I hated. That's, the main I event. think that's where a lot of people will differ. Is is, is that is where they? Yeah, differ. I wasn't. I wasn't a huge. I, I I liked it better than you did. You were like the absolute. Like like you really did. There was people we had like five stars. Yeah. Uh, it, our review was hilarious because it was like me who I think went middle of the ground. I think I gave it like two and a half or three or something. I forgot what you you just gave it a no rating or a I, du- I, I, I don't know what. I, I legitimately thought the WrestleMania main event was a terrible match. I almost gave it a dud. That's right, and then we had Warren Taylor, I believe, gave it five stars. So it was like everybody, it, like it ran the gamut of our, our review. It was like every single person had a differing uh, opinion and review of it. So I think that's where it can sort of, if you thought that was a five stars and combine that and you thought Undertaker Brock Lesnar was something decent, oh, yeah, I could God, see WrestleMania. How could anyone think that was something decent? I, there's there's people. I say. See, WrestleMania, it's, I don't want to do I thought I thought it was a bad show. Why are we I, reviewing I, WrestleMania? I don't know why we're doing that. But anyway, Ring of Honor Final Battle, very good show. Definitely uh, should be in contention for one of the best North American shows. So to me, you have SummerSlam. Oh, yeah. You have um, um, Bola Night One. Yeah, Night One. I was going to say it was Night One for you, definitely. Yeah. I would say absolutely Night One after watching all three. Yeah. Night One was far. Night Three about. dragged like a motherfucker. And Night Two had more stuff that I didn't like than Night One did. So yeah, night 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 one, if I'm gonna pick a bola show, but I but I think this show was better than the bola shows, the uh, final battle. I think final battle was top to bottom better than SummerSlam, but I loved a lot of stuff at SummerSlam. I yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any other kind of dark horses. There's the, I know, there's uh, the CMLL anniversary show. Mm-hmm. The problem with that show is I really only loved two of the matches, so it kind of has that WWE problem. The rest of that show for me was a nothing show. Um, I thought the Rush tag team match was disappointing, and I thought the undercard wasn't very good at all. But when you're talking about the top, when you're talking about the, I love the Atlantis Ultimo Guerrero. You kind of just liked it. You're right. I loved yeah. it. And I thought the post match stuff was incredible. I think everyone agrees with that. And I loved the um, Cavanario Ray Cometa match. So, two those two matches were better than anything on Final Battle, in my opinion. 
But the final battle show, top to bottom, blows away the CMLL show. So you have the CMLL show, SummerSlam, BOLA. Um, You know what a lot of people brought up? They brought up War of the Worlds. The, right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you want to throw that one in the mix? Yeah, I'll give that one. No, definitely. I'll certainly. I'm not yes. saying it doesn't belong in the conversation. I prefer Final Battle. I don't know about you. Um, yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to really. I mean, I, I'm probably. We were amped up after podcast. War of the Worlds. We, yeah, I mean, man, I, I told you we're doing a podcast. Right we did a show. Like, the the war. Like, stop yeah. whatever you're doing. I don't care if you haven't eaten. <laughs> we're, we're doing this damn. That was a great show. There yeah, that was, was really really good. Stuff on that show too, though. There was, there was. I mean, Bennett and Tanahashi wasn't any good, um, but it, I don't think it, it, it. Was there anything on that show as bad as Moose and Evans? Mm. But at the same time, are you really? Can you really? Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna now, now we're yeah, like one match. Third ring I mean, matches are, yeah, right. Like, I mean, the rest of Final Battle was pretty great. So I don't know. I, I definitely think Final Battle's in the conversation. Of course, ob- there's of course Observer Calendar. It's a 2015 show. Right, because right. it happened in December, but but by our count, we have to really yeah, dump yeah. this observer count. I mean, Dave really has to get with the time. It's the internet, it's man. It's got to go. Do a thirteen. So we're getting, we're getting these shows. Yeah, we're getting these shows now. We're not waiting for tapes. You know, months later. Right. It's, it's okay. It made sense in 1989. I, yeah, you know, it absolutely made sense, but it just doesn't make sense anymore. But uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. On how about the, the first? Uh, the how about the first NXT special? Oh, that, that was that was good too. I don't know if that. Nah, I, I don't know if I would. I like that one a lot. The first one was really good. That was really Cesaro good. Cesaro yeah, and Zane and uh huh. That's oh, that's a good contender. Women's yeah, match. A, which women's match uh-huh. was on that? One? That was the uh, was that the, the that was a Charlotte and Talia yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. That was a hell of a show. That's a really good one. That's a really, really and, good and the, show. Like, the main event was a little disappointing. No, but it was good though. It was it was it was it was uh it was um, god damn it, it was Bo Dallas and uh Neville, yeah, it was Neville and Bo Dallas. In the ladder yeah. match, which it was disappointing, but it's not like it was a. It was the most boring ladder match you've ever right, seen, but, but or not not the most boring ladder match. It's not like it was a bad match. It was a right, three star right. match, and a lot of people really loved it. So I think that would be a contender. You'd have to put that in the mix. Mm-hmm. A show that I liked just because of the the, the and one that some people, if you talk about, you know, if you really look at two matches that you really like, or you know, two or three matches, uh, the open the ultimate gate from Dragon Gate USA that obviously had the the hero and Tanaka and then the Gargano ricochet. Yeah. I mean, event those are good, but I mean, the, I mean, there's also like Maxwell Chicago and other right. See, less I, than enthusiastic uh, matches in there too. Mr. A, Mr. Fox. As far as shows with that, that that's very top heavy shows. Yeah, yeah. As far as top heavy shows go, that's that was every bit as good as the CMLL show or a lot of these or Elimination Chamber or something like that. Right. Because those top two matches, and I was there live. Believe me, I saw them up close and personal. Those were great. Fuck, those were both match of the year contenders. How many yeah. shows had two match of the year contenders? That's right. Does. So I think that's that's one I put on my little short list there. But yeah, I'd have to. So that's a good one to bring up. The problem is the quality of that show drops dramatically. <laughs> yes. After, Don't watch any of after other. those two matches. I think it. I think the drop is so dramatic after that that it kind of knocks that show out of contention because sure. the rest was just horseshit. I mean, just yeah, it was awful. Like everybody was ready. I mean, uh, that was the Fire Russo one, wasn't it? Oh no, that, that was, was the next that night, was the next, or the night before the next. The other, it was the other show. I don't know. Which. But that one was uh, this one was saved by Tanaka and Chris Hero. Let's. Yeah, and then the main event was outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, I think those are the top contenders, though. TNA didn't have anything. Um, there's a couple of Evolve shows that pe- see the Evolve shows depend on what you think of that grappling stuff. If you're into that grappling stuff, there's a couple of Valve shows that could come into the picture for you, but I don't think any of those are serious contenders. But I think you're, you're talking about Mania, Summer 